0: everybody, and welcome to episode 391 of Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the austin Ellsbury Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want to get in on this studio naming action, patreon.com slash laser time. Who else is joining me?
1: Freezing in Omaha, Chris Antista, and that is yet another reference to austin Ellsbury, That's where uh. he's from. <laughs>
0: and. Booyakasha, oi
2: bruv, it's in Al, in innit gov.
0: Oh, God. And special guest, (laughs) joining us for the first time ever, it's...
3: Jeremy King from Tweakalicious TV.
0: Ah, thank you so much for joining us. And you you are Chris's co-host on one of the Mm -hmm. podcasts in the fine laser time stable slash family, whatever you want to call it. A network. network. Network would be the word network. I would use. Okay.
3: The Laser Time Podcast Network. That's right. It's a Patreon exclusive, i sick of Star Wars. It's great. It's a lot of fun, so definitely check that one out out there in the world. And Jeremy's so a lot of, of fun Wars. on it, and I asked him to be on this this little thing because he's got a history bent. And Ooh. Ooh. I do. I'm kind of a history, uh, armchair history nut. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So, Mike, I feel and, like
2: I do need to qualify why I came in as Ali G. That wasn't in tribute of the new Borat movie. That was mm-hmm. my nice. tribute to, to the new Watchdogs, which we will be discussing <laughs> in the new releases segment later in the
0: show. Yes, full disclosure: we all got early copies from Ubisoft, but right. w- who I work for. But yeah, it's going to be a fun show. As as we were saying, we uh, invited Jeremy on because he's a history buff. Because this week is going to be. Concluding our month of Spooptober themed shows, excuse me, Spooptober Ooh. themed shows. It's <laughs> the scariest thing of all if you are an American. The Soviet Union. The Soviets, yes, the They're coming back, guys. It's it's big '80s revival.
2: Remember when Russians used to scare Republicans, and yeah. now they scare Democrats, but the Republicans fucking love them. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. odd.
1: The Republicans also used to hate white supremacists, so they said. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> they, they look at
0: you know Russia today as like some sort of like. Crazy ass libertarian playground for oligarchs, which maybe it is. Well, I don't know. Which it's it is.
2: A, it's yeah. definitely an oligarchy, which would make it more like America than than maybe we realize. So, yeah. I like to go. think
1: about it as Dimension Dimension X America. Mm. There, there, are way more white people, and everything is made of wood and metal knobs. There are no <laughs> yes. touchscreens. See, all, this, all I know all this is
0: time we had so much in common with our yeah. our nemesis in the Soviet Union. But uh, so yes. the, but there's a specific aesthetic. And, like, odd mm. charm that goes with Soviet-related media largely produced in America charm? Uh, and our stereotypes around them. Yeah, there's something about, like, you know, hulking, rusted metal things and uh, big. Uh, gray bricks that house thousands of people. Uh,
2: you, you use charm, and I think that the adjective I used in our chat was dread. Like, dread. The, the the common thread between dread. all of these is this overwhelming sense of dread. There's,
0: there's a grimness to it. Yes, yes. Not to be confused with the McDonald's mascot, Grimace. Uh, hey, Ronald! <laughs> <laughs> I need full-time assistance, Ronald! Grimace is his brother. Uh, Hit me, comrade! (laughs) But yeah, uh, we're going to be delving into horror games set in a Soviet or Soviet-inspired or post-Soviet setting. Either way, Uh, it's it's all about the rusted-out hulks of a fallen industrial empire. The workers' paradise gone terribly wrong, and usually infested with monsters or ghosts. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's
2: related to Chernobyl, right? It's almost always related to some of them nuclear are fallout rather stuff, rather
0: directly to Chernobyl. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I, a lot of these things are, yes inspired by what happened in '86. It wasn't really pleasant for anybody. No, no,
1: we're still still dealing with it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this is a bad time to plug plug Hot Dad's game.
0: Probably, <laughs> <but> go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> our buddy hot
1: dad who does all Being of you death and misery my, my my no not hot dad he's the guy who sang <laughs> weed the bong and does new covers of mambo number no. five and has a great great fantastic albums you probably heard his alternate themes um uh he's really cool guy did the 30 2010 theme song he's got a game a vr game i think you can play it without vr as well called the hunger games ensemble <laughs> there's a there's a colon in there i was trying to pronounce so he doesn't get sued not the his first foray into gaming he did the ensemble. entire
2: hypnospace outlaw soundtrack uh, last year yes. i think it was too yeah
1: so. he's i'm not kidding he might be one of my favorite musicians ever uh eric dotflist he's known now primarily as hot daddy as a game and you can find it at EatFood.World. uh all he asks <laughs> is that you wish list it on steam i'm i am asking you to wish list it on steam help him that, help him out in that algorithm I love the dude. Uh, he makes some of the best stuff out there. You can watch the trailer; it's fucking hilarious. Um, I can't wait to I can't wait to try this. What was the name um, of the game again, Chris? Just the game Hunger Games Ensemble. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's a colon in there.
0: I I can't wait to play it. Um, yes, but anyway, we are going to get into top five.
1: And what did we decide, Baker? Did totally totally rad actually come out?
3: Don't think so. Okay. But if it did, it was on my birthday. I turned fourteen that day. Happy
2: and
0: birthday, I guess that's
1: Baker. rad.
0: It was magical John in Japan. <laughs> so sound, sounds like a toilet accessory.
1: It was also they were also cartoon characters in Japan and for America they were California surfer dudes uh-huh. who looked real like in the cutscenes and it's just like yeah, that's everything that's wrong with America. Because instead of just accepting these amazingly designed characters, like, no, 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 we want to be kids to be able to see themselves and mobile. who are kids. And everything we watched had, like, a, yo, bro, let's party. Uh, we're all Sean Penn from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Like, no, we're fucking not. Some of us are quiet groups. How did that
0: become so ubiquitous that everyone was a fucking surfer yes. in the 80s, even if they I, lived in, like, Illinois? Some of like, us aren't even you white. <laughs>
1: So in addition to weekly bonus shows, over a hundred movie commentaries exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 video games edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the LaserTime shows, including Vigigum Apocalypse, right guys? Yes!
3: Yeah.
0: we're back to talk about what? Soviet, Soviet horror, horror games. games. Yeah, yeah. Soviet horror games. Com comrade Frankenstein.
1: In the first act of Soviet horror game, you scare cat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's,
1: it's red herring. I got Something
2: it. about Bolsheviks and proletariats, it's Comrade. It's ultra red know. herring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> In Soviet horror film, girlfriend kill monster.
4: Uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even know if that was funny. (laughs) I mean, was
2: Yakov Smirnov ever funny? No. The answer is no. It's
1: Soviet Russia. Soviet Russia, black guy dies last because he's (laughs) not in film. (laughs) What? They're a homogenous, racist country. Why are we pretending? (laughs)
0: It's true. (laughs) Anyway, let's begin with. Number five. What did they tell you, Hayden? They said you'd gone insane. Ah, but they said the same of you, didn't they? Unstable, psychotic, unfit for duty, and yet... They still sent you. In spite of the fact that you are so... Broken. But I can fix you. This is... A little bit of a cheat, because it is, it is is post-post-Soviet.
2: This is 1983's Kroll. He mentioned a glaive in there somewhere. <laughs> this is Kroll.
0: You, well, you're partially correct. <laughs> I love throwing the glaive in Dark Sector.
1: I mean, that's literally the only thing I remember about this game. A, a game I think... That reviewed astonishingly well. Yes, but uh, but it was delayed numerous times. The kind of the, the hype had was out of its sails. Yeah, it was it was kind of um,
0: supposed to be like a launch title for Xbox 360. It was one of the first Xbox 360 games shown in EGM, like back when it was like first screenshots wow. of Xbox Two. Uh, here's here's a picture of uh, the main character's back. And everything yeah. about
1: it looks generic as fuck, except oh, yeah. that glaive.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, you are a guy named. Hayden Tenno, and that last name is significant for reasons we'll get into in a minute, but uh, you be- you begin the game just as a commando who goes into this, uh, this breakaway Soviet Republic of Lazria to, to kill this guy, and the first chapter of the game is in black and white. And then you get infected with this virus that causes, like, skin hardening and a bunch of other symptoms. And then the game turns into color. It's like it's Wizard of Oz. <laughs> it's
2: the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: but I remember uh, I when remember this came it, out, like, the, the person who loved it the most was our friend Brett. Because he, being, like, a huge Marvel fan, he saw this as, like, this is proof, like, of how a Captain America game could work. Because yeah. after you go Not through this that. mutation, you just suddenly... Gain this weapon called the glaive, which is just like this three-bladed throwing star, and it becomes your main tool throughout the game. Like, you can use guns, but for the most part, like, you'll be throwing the glaive to uh, chop parts off of people... Or you can throw it through fire to light it on fire and you can Mm -hmm. control it in midair. You eventually get all these cool ass powers that that work with it. And yeah, it feels about as good as like throwing Captain America's shield would. But it does so much more. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, the the Hayden Tenno name is also significant because uh, if you played at the end of this game, you might notice uh, Hayden gets a, a suit of armor. That will look very familiar to people who've played Warframe. Where yeah, I was going to
2: say, this is the Warframe studio, right? Yeah,
0: it's the Warframe studio, and uh, your characters in Warframe are called what?
2: They're Tenos, aren't
0: they? Tenos, and... yes. So, no shit. Yeah. I, I mean, I
1: knew it was related. I didn't know it was like that. I thought it was just... Subtle, but no, that's pretty fucking ingrained. Yeah. Warframe, <laughs> or as I call it, Free Destiny,
0: because yeah. that's basically what the came
3: is.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw that they've added an open world. I really should check that out.
3: Right. Actually, isn't Destiny free now also? Uh, yeah, except for uh, the, new shit. Yeah, yeah. Most
2: of it, you, you got to pay for. I think they're changing the business model again too. It, it was you had to pay for all the new expansions, but I think I think that's all going under Game Pass, so free to me. Oh, but,
0: uh, gotcha. Mm. <laughs> Yes, free. I'm, I don't quotes. know, man. I kick.
2: I fucking kick that habit, Jeremy. I'm never going back. You can't. You can't get me. <laughs> don't even talk about it, <laughs> man. Don't talk about Destiny, man.
0: And of course, you know there there are plenty of ex-Soviet trappings. Lazaria is a breakaway republic, but people still speak in uh, you know it, it's it's all just vaguely Russian-accented English. They don't appear to have their own language, and uh, of course, there's old Soviet shit that keeps popping up in the plot. Your harbor explosion has released the infected Mesner had captured. We believe Mesner has planned to collect them, bring them into the open, so his Lesdrian thugs can capture them. He had Viktor Sudek repair old Soviet ULF transmitter. These transmitters were used in the 80s to draw in the infected. Like moths
2: to a flame. Wait, think I got paid? Like that is the worst Russian accent. It's worse than my Russian accent, which is pretty bad. <laughs> that is some fucking Chekhov and Star Trek Four, show mm-hmm. me the nuclear vessels. Yeah. Uh that was bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it wasn't great, but Dark Sector was a very fun game and even revisiting it now at it, like it's still pretty cool and fun and has a lot of interesting ideas.
2: You put it on the list, and I was like confusing it with Dark Void. I'm like, mm. well, it's Dark Sector again.
4: Yeah.
1: I, I swear to Christ, if you if you if you presented me with any 360 era Gears of War and this and asked me which one I want to replay, it is definitely this. Yeah, yeah. I had a, it, I had a ton of fun with it, and I, I'm pretty sure almost all of us procured it as like a budgety title because
0: it didn't mm. make a huge splash. It didn't yeah. make a huge yeah. splash, and I'm sure it was marked down fairly quickly. Yeah, uh, and I remember and th- also. I think Tyler, our friend Tyler Wilde, did a thing years ago. And it's like, uh, what? What are the some of the least populated game servers that we can find? And like Dark <laughs> Sector, oh. he found like one other person.
1: It was. I, I remember do- doing yeah. that with him. Uh, sh- like Shadow Run, the Microsoft one. Oh god! Hey, don't oh. you
2: don't you talk bad about that game? I love. No, that it's
1: game. not about the game. The game. No one had. Everyone had stopped tending to it, and we walked in, and people treated yeah. us like. Who the fuck is the outlier? Right. Why are you here? And like, and it's, it's like nobody was adhering too. to rules or shooting anyone. They were just like building shit around each other and just like the, the eight out there. The, the best healing. one was Kane and Lynch, zero. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, Kanan Lynch was zero the whole time.
2: I thought I thought you were going to say he did an article about the least practical weapons in games because on on that scale, the glaive has got to be toward the top of that list. Like. I just cut myself looking at this thing. It's, it's three <laughs> knives basically I, on a Frisbee. Like, how yeah. are you catching that out of All the? All right, air? I,
1: wasn't, I wasn't thinking about catching it, but if you if you think of it like a stinger missile from Metal Gear, like something you can turn in, in midair mm-hmm. after you've unleashed it. Yes, yeah, yes. It's pretty the, dope.
0: It's Yeah, it's a remote-controlled Frisbee, basically, that moves at very yes. high speeds Made of knives. and uh, chops nice. off heads. But the mm. horror aspect, of course, it's not a oh, very yes, yes. scary game. It is a very grim-looking game. Like, it has a very... Gray green color palette. Everything, even even after you get past the black and white stuff, everything looks kind of washed out and you know darkly lit. It, yeah, it's
2: of an era. It's of that that yeah. wannabe gears era. The brown, the brown yeah. period and, in games.
0: And of course, there's there's infected all over the place. Like you start out fighting rank and file soldiers. And then, like, this gigantic armored ape-like creature shows up and just starts demolishing everything, including, like, the building that you're standing in. And you Mm. have to fight this thing, and bullets don't do very much. The glaive seems to do more damage, and as you progress through, you'll encounter more and more of these infected. You'll be rushed by a bunch of zombies, basically. You know, fast zombies who are like, Oh, we didn't get any of the benefits of the infection. We've just been driven crazy. But. My um, designer just watched 28
2: days later, and now I'm mm-hmm. in a game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. And it kind of reminds me of Prototype in a way, because when they were first showing it, I remember like one of the developers was saying, like we wanted to have this arc where when you start out, like, when you first meet an enemy, they're going to be very tough, and you're going to really have to work to defeat them, but eventually you will become so powerful that you will be farming them as a resource. Like, mm-hmm. and and it, it's just that idea of like you will basically be eating your enemies. Right? <laughs> nice, yeah. Very like prototype then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in Dark Souls
1: or Monster Hunter. Mm.
0: Maybe not. What I love
1: about it. But, it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, so, yeah that's, that's how good. I describe all those games though. Like a an infirmidable fucking beast that takes you days to figure out how to complete. And like, uh, yeah, I need its eyeball, but mm-hmm. I didn't get it this time. You want to go kill it again in five minutes? Hell yeah! Um, right. That's that's Monster like the Red
3: boss style of gameplay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But I I did enjoy this game. This next one hit hit the horror beats a little better, I thought. Number four. We are officers in the United States military. I want to talk to someone in our embassy.
3: I think you'll find that impossible for a number of reasons. Our embassy, right now! That's better. How is it you haven't aged a day
2: in
0: 50 years? can't believe Steve Bloom shot Nolan North in a game I've kind of come to think of as like, it's it's sort of like a budget Bioshock, almost. This is Singularity. Oh, okay. uh, you
2: mentioned an embassy. I was like, what about Benghazi, Michael?
4: What about <laughs> Benghazi?
0: Well, you know, the, the reasons he cites, uh, you might find that difficult for a number of reasons, are uh, there is no more American embassy changed the timeline and now i am supreme ruler of the world Mm. yeah singularity has you as a one of a a group of commandos sent to investigate this previously unknown island called katorga 12 which was used as a soviet research base in the 50s and has since been mysteriously abandoned and the u.s government just caught wind of it sent, sent a team to investigate and uh while you're Stumbling through this, you bump into an anomaly that sends you back 50 years in time, and you rescue a guy who's about to fall through a hole in the floor and burn to death, and uh, then you snap back to the future, and it turns out that guy you rescued then went on to take over the island, the USSR, and the world. And uh, now he's the undisputed leader, rules with Iron Fist. Fucking butterfly
2: effect, man. Mm. Don't fuck with time travel. No,
0: don't fuck with time travel, because then you, you also get, like, these horrendous fucking mutants all over the place. These awful, gangly, naked creatures that keep showing up. And one of my absolute favorite moments in this game is near the beginning, and you will start seeing, like, these weird ghostly flashes. Like, you'll see people standing around talking for a few seconds. You go into this room where you, you, like, find all these mummified corpses of people that were hiding, and you see, like, one of these ghostly mutants appear, and it's just sort of looking over a crib and, and pawing at it. And uh, and then it disappears, and then you go into this school, and I know I've brought this up before on this show. You go into this school, and then, uh, as you're walking through this hall of lockers, a bunch of ghostly little girls suddenly appear in front of you. Ew. And while they're standing there all of a sudden this monster smashes through this door at the end of the hallway they all react to it and flee but then they disappear and the monsters still coming at you so it's like it's that moment of realization like that's not a ghostly echo that is a thing that is coming at me right now wow. I, I loved I loved that moment uh, it's one of the, it was one of the most effective jump scares in this game uh, which I think as you as you move through, they become a little less frequent. Like you'll still see stuff like, "Wow, well, here's a warehouse filled with the mutilated corpses of the uh, advanced alternate present Russian troops uh, that have just been, you know, dramatically staged by all these uh, blue teleporting uh, short dudes." Things like that aren't quite scary. In the sense that like, oh shit, what's going on? It's more like, huh, that is some creativity on the part of these supposedly mindless monsters. They really wanted to uh, to impress me right now. I wonder why. These are the things I think of when I see gruesome displays in games.
2: <laughs> yeah, what, what I like about um, this game is is it's a Raven software game. Mm-hmm. And Raven, we've talked about some of their games before. It's like... They're almost always kind of cult under the radar hits. Like the year before this game came out, they they did the weird version of Wolfenstein that kind mm. of had that weird hub world yep. thing before you go into missions. Um, unfortunately now they're really just kind of relegated as a as a Call of Duty support studio. Like they they work on stuff mm. in campaigns or multiplayer modes and stuff like that, and it's it's kind of a bummer just because like they. None of their stuff really hit on all cylinders, but yeah. they always tried cool shit, and it's just like, yeah. man, I wish they could make original things instead of just, you know, okay, we're a Call of Duty yeah. studio. Yeah,
0: and, and they, they were pioneers in the field of video game dismemberment. Like, they, they did this, the early Soldier of Fortune games, they did uh, oh, the, the ah. Jedi Knight 2, which had the cheat code where the lightsaber could slice body parts off of people, which was really cool. Yes. Um, and then they did this and the weapons effects, on on the mutants are pretty cool. Like your, your pistol will like punch big holes in their body. Like you can knock off limbs and like, at one point I, I like shot something's arm off and I was looking at it and it's like, oh man, that's its heart. <laughs> I, I've exposed, <laughs> they modeled that crazy. And they, they also put a bunch of little Bioshocky touches throughout this. There are like, you know, giant tape recorders, like giant 1950s tape recorders just lying around on the floor that you can listen to audio logs on. And there yeah. are also uh, helpful film strips that give you uh, little bits of exposition. Soviet science. efforts of Mother Russia here on Ketorga 12. Your family will live well on the island, and your children will attend schools operate the very best Russian education. Katorga 12, they discovered the element E99, which...
1: uh Just watch Ed Wood. That was yeah. totally Bela Lugosi's accent. <laughs> <laughs> he stole his
0: accent. It was it was a rocking. limitless source of, of energy, which you can collect All throughout the things. game. Another cool thing is, like, once you get into the alternate present, like, the guns start to get really weird like it's it's all this it, it it sort of feels like a precursor to the wolfenstein um new new order new colossus those games yeah uh, right, in in right, that right, like right. yes here, here's an alternate uh, present where Uh, the quote unquote bad guys took over and now all the guns are like based off of some weird designs. They're pretty cool to look at because they've got all these like moving levers and shit that you can pull on to reload and uh, they're pretty destructive and upgradable. I I
1: remember this game had, I think one of the lowest sales performance from anything I'd seen on multiple multiple covers of game magazines. Mm -hmm. It had its push and I, I just remember feeling at the time Guys, no one's buying the Russians as villains anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. They had to change you the timeline to make them credible.
2: We've since they come would? full circle. And, yeah, it's a little wild. For a while, they were like, oh, they're
1: fine. Yeah, no, they're yeah, bit, yeah, basically, basically
0: our friends at this point. What the they're hell? They're just trying to
1: live our lives. Mm-hmm. What did they tell the neighbors about us? <laughs> <laughs> well, Shit. Uh, but more yeah. like
2: what did they tell my dad about the neighbors in a Facebook post, a fake fake news Facebook post? There
1: you go. You're describing my life right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I, re- I remember we had coworkers, Chris, you and I, uh, that would like go to bat for this thing hard, like yeah. evangelize it. Like, please buy Singularity. They're, the Activision's going to kill this franchise. You have to buy it.
2: Yeah, um, they almost weird. killed the studio. They just yeah. basically now now they yeah. work for higher Call of Duty studio.
0: Yeah, but I mean this this had a lot of really good ideas and a lot of cool powers and uh, I I don't know I, I still wonder it's like was it was its failure down to the box art just being like an orange glowing yes. hand?
1: Yes, it was. <laughs> it, it did it did nothing. It gave itself a very the name didn't tell you anything, right? and yeah. uh, and the box art told you less mm-hmm. and it was in during a glut of other shooters from the exact same company. Yeah. And and that they were yeah. all pushing harder cuz it it came out like a week before Call of Duty or some shit. Let me double check. That, that sounds about right. Yeah. No, no it's yes, uh, June or like the end of June. So like oh, okay. either way, like in a smaller world it's competing with a ton of other shooters and it's eventually the biggest shooter in the world that its own company makes mm-hmm. 2 months later. Yeah.
0: But yeah. Yeah, even though it came out from the Call of Duty people it was more BioShocky and uh, right. if if you're like I have played all the BioShocks I want more well guess what Singularity yeah. is still for sale on Steam and you can still play it and it's I, pretty I've good I've
1: been googling this stuff as we're talking and I it was weird to google it's the first time I've ever seen this happen and I have googled a ton of games Google Dark Sector the first in, the first link is the Steam page Mhm Oh, wow. No Wikipedia. (laughs) No no official homepage. It's almost been abandoned. Yeah.
0: It's like $10 on Steam, I know, because I bought it. (laughs) I'll
2: give this game some recognition. It has the most Russian font in its logo of any of our games on this Mm -hmm. list. (laughs) It's tall, right? Better than Helvetica. (laughs) (laughs) We call this font Sputnik. It it looks like something that would be printed on Sputnik.
1: Hmm. It probably does have a name like
2: Look at him. His head's like Sputnik. Head down now.
1: Sorry.
2: Oh, I went too far. He's going to go cry himself to sleep on his enormous pillow. Huge
1: uh-huh. pillow. And what I'm seeing with all these games, I, and I realize how much I miss writing these articles because it kind of like ends my time in the press. Uh, they're all mentioned in underrated games of that generation. Yeah. Everything we've talked about so far.
0: Uh-oh. Um this next one, not so much because it's very recent and it continues to evolve. Number
4: three. come Now it sounds
0: Ah, you came for jump scares there's a jump scare oh At it the got be- me yeah the beginning of Chernobyl light which is oh, not Chernobyl light uh, I was gonna
2: say it's the low calorie alternative to <laughs> ch-
1: Chernobyl diet Chernobyl yeah
0: uh, so Chernobyl- this
1: this cloud of radiation won't go all the way to Germany <laughs>
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> this radiation won't go straight to your thighs. Yes. Hmm. You can get within 20 miles of it without dying of cancer. <laughs> I, we definitely heard a Geiger
2: counter in there, too. Yes. A sign very like Russian, the...
1: by the way. Yeah. Very Russian. Well, the, <laughs> the,
0: this has a couple of interesting claims to fame. It's, it's uh, like I said, a fairly recent project. It is still in early access and mm. is being worked on, iterated all the time. Uh, It just got, like, a new interactive intro this year where previously it had, like, an FMV thing. But this is set in a recreation of the exclusion zone around Chernobyl uh, that is, like, built from 3D scans of the actual zone. So, like, you know, they, I I assume, went there and, like, got a bunch of photos, used satellite scans, stuff like that. uh, And it begins with you walking toward the sarcophagus and you have these these weird little flashbacks because your character Igor was a scientist who was working at the plant that night and survived. But he, he lost his wife, Tatiana, and now Tatiana's ghost is appearing and beckoning him back to where it all started, where this anomaly took shape and Mm. Chernobylite, the title refers to uh, it's like one of the first things you do is go through uh, the the plant and go to the place where the, the reactor melted down which, you know, you're not even supposed to be able to look at, and Igor just like walks right up and breaks a piece off with his bare hands, because that's Chernobylite, it's a special radioactive material that is a limitless source of energy and he needs it to power his portal gun so he can go to an alternate universe and rescue Tatiana. But using it just triggers a bunch of anomalies and a villainous guy called the Black Stalker shows up and just starts trying to kill him and his friends. And from that point, the game shifts to from like traditional survival horror to more Survival, where you are exploring and building a base and trying to find food, and uh, mostly just stabbing a bunch of government soldiers to death as you try to hunt for resources and stay alive. Um, mm.
2: By the way, Chernobylite's a real thing. It's it's actually it? this, like, glassy silicate material with uranium that was produced by the meltdown. It's oh, it's okay, what happens then. when you add nuclear fission to, to sand and dirt. So <laughs> well, I guess it's, really. it's, it's, it's an fun. unlimited
0: energy source, too. <laughs> uh, that That is the, in the game's fiction. Yeah, <laughs> with that us, I'm It's, to a, I'm a
1: it's more like an unlimited that. cancer source for yeah, us. Yeah, so. not, not saying you can't sell it at a rest stop outside of Chernobyl.
0: Portal gun powered by cancer. Uh, Yes, yes. (laughs) Portal gun sold separately Mm -hmm. in
1: different country. I I just want to say Chernobyl, the HBO miniseries, was the best thing on television and the best movie I've seen in like five years. (laughs) and the most depressing
2: like epitome of government breakdown until our current pandemic disaster. And we said, Oh, we can do that too.
0: Yeah. And and if you've seen the series, like as you're walking through the, the reactor in the beginning, your character has these strange flashes that may be actual ghosts are probably just his, his memories of the events. And like, there are events that were depicted in the TV show that are now like right in front of you, like these, Technicians desperately oh. trying to uh, salvage something from a flooded hallway, and like, oh god, one of us just died.
3: <laughs>
0: They're wearing those white suits with little caps. I'm sure one of our listeners could understand any of that, but <laughs> <laughs> but
1: yeah, I was I was saying that, that's it's not fucking Avengers Endgame. This is mm-hmm. the world I want to revisit because of how much I liked HBO's Chernobyl, and I'm pretty shocked like a game didn't come to the table, you know? Because I, I get maybe they'd just been there already, but like nobody came to the table to create another big new thing in the the area or lore of Chernobyl, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited to learn on this podcast that this exists. Oh yes. <laughs> I
2: mean there's there's one big series I know that revisited yeah. Chernobyl for well, sure. Well
0: <laughs> actually I I think at least one of the developers uh who worked on that series worked on uh Chernobylite as well. So yeah it's uh like I said it's still a work in progress but uh it's shaping up to be very promising and the the first couple of hours are frankly really really good. Cool. Didn't get to play that much of it. Unlike this next game. Number 2. Some other traders, We want to open up a path to the north, to the center of the zone. And near the center, something, or someone, is trying to hamper our progress. How the heck this strelok managed to sneak through, I don't know. You see, there's this one
3: area where your brain starts boiling. An eerie place.
0: Um, it's all kind of an eerie place. <laughs> yeah, just that one, the brain boiling yeah. area. This isn't another game. How would game you know
2: it's eerie? Because if you visited that your brain would be boiled. So you wouldn't know mm-hmm. that it was
0: eerie. Yeah, It you know, yeah. could, be, could be quite pleasant. Could be, could be. Continuing with the uh, Chernobyl theme, this is Stalker. Uh, Michael, it's actually S-T-A-L-K-E-R.
2: I'm not pronouncing uh, <laughs> that. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah. they included
0: the periods for a reason, Michael. Jesus, uh, which stands for scavengers, trespassers, adventurers, loners, killers, explorers, and robbers, which wow. uh, seems I like I did not know that. it's dumb.
2: And trust me, I worked on fear, There was the three in the middle. <laughs> uh, no, I did one. I did the first one. I didn't work on the 3 year, the fifth
1: three-er. Yeah. For 3 for is is like one of the hardest things to ever pronounce. There's a three as it's the, the three-er. E in the middle of like an acronym. It's pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm. Stalker is a story told over three different games, uh, Shadow of Chernobyl, Clear Skies, and Call of Pripyat, which was the most recent one, um, all made in the late 2000s. And the first one introduces you to this alternate present it would have been at the time, where in the mid-2000s, the zone of exclusion around Pripyat and Chernobyl, all these strange mutants start appearing in it, and these weird anomalies, and basically the area becomes incredibly dangerous, but also all these strange valuable artifacts start popping up, so these people called stalkers start entering the region to try and track them down. And so there's like this weird makeshift drifter community spread across the zone of exclusion. None of these people are supposed to be there, but they've all got their uh, their rad suits and their gas masks. And I like the just kind of the freeness of these games. They kind of feel like Mm -hmm. classic Fallout in a way where, yeah, go around and talk to people and explore and you will find things to do and uh, missions to take on and you might end up completely fucking yourself to the point where you can't move on any further, which is what happened to me when I played this game, and I managed to get stuck deep in some industrial structure uh, with surrounded by these poltergeists that were throwing shit at me, and I was bleeding out, and I was out of bandages, and it's like, I, I can only move in any direction for like 30 seconds, and then I'm dead. <laughs> so, painted myself in a corner, my last save was three hours ago, fuck this shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is still uh up there with like a holy grail to me. Just as mm. like uh I never had a PC that could play this and then I gave right. up. And like, it'll get ported eventually and it never has. Yeah, and strangely. One, yeah, very strangely, because it is one of like at the the year it came out, I think it, it got like game of the year by many, many, many outlets. Um, or at least it was a nominee. And uh but it was it was also like in the waning days of like this thing's gonna really it's going to tax your PC. It's going to be pretty difficult
0: to run mm-hmm. for most people. I mean, I, I I had tried to play it not too long ago and and kind of ran into some issues with it. And looking it up uh, to to watch playthroughs, I was kind of surprised. Like this still looks really good. Like I remembered it kind of looking kind of shitty, but <laughs> it's still fairly amazing. <laughs> It's one of those PC
2: games where, like, they can get the textures ultra high res, and that covers up a lot of the stuff. It's still mm. fairly lower poly, yeah. but, like, the textures look sharp as hell.
0: But so. not not bad for a game that's as old as YouTube at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, this, and yeah, this game, game's in
1: junior high. It's right. 13, right? Mm-hmm. A game that's, the first game is older than YouTube, and the second game was just announced for 2021. <laughs> it's so strange. Wow. Yeah. For 2020, there, there's been other stuff in between, but um, yeah, yeah the, but, the 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 clear sky was a prequel,
2: mm-hmm.
4: and then mm-hmm. Call
2: of Pripyat, they, Call of Pripyat was technically a sequel, but they all felt more like expansion packs for the game. Mm-hmm.
0: Than yeah, yeah uh. then, well, also like I wasn't very impressed playing a little bit of Call of Pripyat. It's like I think the the first game kind of starts you off in a stalker community, you have people to talk to, and a clear sense of direction. This one's like. You're standing in an empty field. There is a stalker over there. Maybe go talk to him. There's, like, nothing but empty shit anywhere you look. Um, the
2: way you describe that is I just got went back to old text adventures. Like, um, yep. <laughs> then I go up. Uh, syntax error. Sorry, we didn't recognize that <laughs> command. You're standing in an empty field.
0: Yeah. But even in that one, I kind of like the like, oh, yeah, you can, like, talk to this guy. And like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, we're going over here. Uh, can I come with you? Like, yeah, sure. Why not? And you have that option. But I did like these games. I am thrilled. I guess Stalker 2 was canceled years and years ago. And and if it is, in fact, coming back in a year or two, that would be really awesome. Uh, Yeah, the developers since went on, like, like I said, one of them did Chernobylite, which is very similar thematically. Mm. Uh, They also created a game called Cerverium, which is... Uh, a very thematically similar multiplayer-focused uh, MMO shooter. So maybe check that out, because it's free to play. I,
1: I am mad excited for Stalker 2. And, mm-hmm. you know, if they're never THQ, I think, published it over here. It's been a while. should yeah. I forget. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah I think they did. Because remember, we had... A, I, don't, I know I told the story in a podcast. They did a, a press tour for this game. And oh, what do they yeah. do? In the days of... Uh, Pre GamerGate press tours, you take people to the locations you yeah. made the games based on. That's right. And they we had did. a co
0: worker who, who went and did that and then quit our company immediately afterward. Oh, yes,
1: shit. Yes. And, and somebody at another company went and his nose immediately started gushing blood and he was rushed off of the site. <laughs> oh, whoa. Because <laughs> it's, it's still irradiated, but obviously yeah. they. Do tours of it, and I think it, if you saw it, it will the, be
2: irradiated for literally hundreds. I think it might be, even be thousands of years. Like they're saying, yeah, you well, can't, I
1: think, I think it, in our lifetime, we might be able to see things come back to life there a little bit a little within bit. our lifetimes. I
3: think they already are a little bit, hmm. yeah.
1: but yeah, Chris and was. I, would too, one, I wouldn't you? want to be the person to study that. Oh, did I say 60 years? I meant. 80. My bad, everyone.
0: Meanwhile, I think I heard recently, it's like, yeah, the sarcophagus is already starting to decay and they're going to need to put another one on top of it. Oh, Oh, shit, yeah. It's already this immense concrete and steel structure. Don't worry, guys.
3: The Earth won't live that long anyway. We'll be be gone. Hmm. It doesn't seem that way. Yeah, Yeah, I remember one time I was...
2: I used to live fairly close to a nuclear power plant, the one in um, San Clemente, the one that looks like uh, you see it in in, oh god, uh, Frank Drebin sees it when he's thinking about that girl as he's driving down the freeway. Titties, you know?
4: yes,
1: yes. Yeah. How could I forget? Uh,
2: like... And so I went to this public like information session all about it, and they assured us like, oh, this is what we do with the nuclear waste and stuff like that, and it's like, yeah, we bury it like you know under these concrete bunkers and all this stuff, and I'm like. None of this sounds like a guarantee. It all just sort of sounds like, yeah, we're yeah. doing everything we know how. Mm-hmm. But
1: yeah. everything we knew how to do 30 years ago was concrete. Right. We're it's just going to put it under
3: the rug. It's fine. Yeah, just yeah. right yeah. under the rug. Mm-hmm. The you greatest science it.
1: fiction the greatest science f- fiction filmmakers of that entire generation, the best spaceship they could figure out was the, made of the same material as their Cadillac. That was the best they could do. So imagine <laughs> how equipped that fucking nuclear I know. I know. <laughs> Uh yeah. yeah. Terrifying.
0: One, one last thing I love about Stalker is the idea that in addition to all the mutants and strange artifacts, that like there is a rumor that you're investigating that's like guess what? If you can make it all the way back to the power plant and get inside the sarcophagus and go to the reactor that melted down, there's something there that'll grant you a wish. Guys, you want to <laughs> go? I, I wish
2: I wasn't here. That's mm-hmm. what, that's my fucking yeah. wish. In I wish I were dead. Yeah. wish yeah. granted.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is the the climax of the game is you making it to the reactor and meeting the thing yeah. that was supposedly grand- classic
2: monkey's paw. The cancer genius.
0: doesn't. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's we, just it, the it, lore.
2: How is this the take? one? The sequel's coming I think Chris Wasn't it during the Microsoft conference We were watching yeah. Earlier this year That we were both like I, Holy shit That looks like Stalker I made
1: a joke I'm like Stalker And I was very shocked To see the logo At the end yeah. Because yeah. it's been A long time And I don't think Most people know That game exists And um, I, how long Did we give Duke Nukem Shit for being developed for? <laughs>
0: well, that's 13, 13 years, years. Yeah, it wasn't it was 12 or it,
1: like 13 years. Yeah. Yeah. I think Sokka 2, 2 was announced 10 years ago. But I, I think
0: the expectations for developing games have changed a lot less in the past 10 years than they did in the mm. 13 years that Duke Nukem Forever was being developed. Yeah, yeah sure. Well,
3: we can't really give Duke Nukem too much shit anymore. I hmm. think I pre-ordered Star Citizen in 2008.
2: Oh my god. Or 2009. You're it was like
3: I am. I was like a day one or day two guy. Oh
2: my god.
3: But I'm not a pay 200 plus dollars for a oh, virtual you spaceship. Better, you better come up with a fucking will I gave so you can leave, like leave that to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Dude,
2: Space Force is going to have us living on Mars before that game comes out. Yeah. Like, it's,
3: yeah. That game's never coming out. Oh my god. It's already made its money. I, it's already made its money. It's real, such a scam. Real, real yeah. aside,
2: is, it will come yeah. out in some form, but it won't be how people think it is. It'll It'll, it'll come out in bits and pieces over the years. Kind of like know. it is
3: now. Yeah, yeah. it's if you, if you try it, I, I installed it. I turned it on for 12 minutes, and I recorded this too. I'm going to post that later, and like literally, I couldn't do anything, it bugged completely out. And I just uninstalled, turned the recording off, and Yuck. it was Jesus. done. Yeah, I'm over it. I'm so over it.
1: <laughs> Look at We've heard Jeremy with Star
3: Citizen. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, my lamentations.
1: I, I, yeah, did, did, did anything new with that game get announced?
3: Star Citizen, yeah. Every well, they, they've split it into three games now to where right. it's like a uh a first person shooter game, there's a story mode game, and then the MMO game. So
0: Yeah, isn't uh, isn't the idea basically like you can go anywhere and do absolutely anything?
2: Right. Meanwhile we have No Man's Sky. Eve is a
0: thing that exists. There's that Elite Dangerous is working on. Yeah. Yeah, there's so so many
3: things. Yeah. So
0: well, you know, at least we have uh, a hope of someday making it to the stars unlike the people in this final game. So the oh. uh, the key phrase there is Artyom. They're gonna get me. They're gonna get me.
2: That was the most expensive clip you've played all show, Michael. Because each one of those shots represents some currency in yes. the Metro series.
0: Yes, Metro the the series where uh, bullets are money, especially yeah. military ones <laughs> left over from before the war. Um, <laughs> I I love Metro. I absolutely do. I know that there are people who will completely hang us out to drive for uh, putting this above. Stalker in any way, shape, or form. But I think after, you know, Metro 2033 was like a very interesting but ultimately pretty flawed game. Mm. And then along came mm. uh, Last Light and uh, the Metro Redux remakes and uh, all yeah. of a sudden like, oh, this is amazing now. This is yeah, really not... fun to play.
1: I would love a, 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 to look at a chronicle of what happened there because that, that game comes out and then... It's not it doesn't do well critically and it definitely doesn't do well financially and then redo happens and like everyone's like dude you gotta you gotta check out this Metro series it's one of the first times I've seen like a, a remaster or a do over increase a game's reputation to that degree because it became it became very talked about four years after the first one came out
4: yeah.
3: I think it was a situation where it was an era before the early access, and you're making a game and it's almost done, and oh shit, you're out of money. What are you going to yeah. do? Could like, be. you got to drop what you, you got to handle it. You got to do what you got to yeah. do. You just drop it, make the money you can make, and then try to make a redo these oh, days they just say oh early access pays money and yeah. uh, you know yeah. i see what happened here the first one
2: was published by thq so they yeah. did go bankrupt and then mm. the redux was published by deep silver so All it's right. like well we're gonna try again uh the first one did lose money but that publisher's gone so yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: uh. created by ukrainian developers but uh set in the Moscow Metro, as our hero Artyom will articulate in this bit of exposition. I was just an infant when the old world was destroyed in the flames of nuclear fire. I, along with 40,000 others, were saved by retreating to the metro stations deep under the city. Now, 20 years have passed, and going up into the embrace of an endless winter was left to a few brave souls. Basically, surface world is completely fucked. You have to wear a gas mask when you go up there or you'll die. And the remnants of humanity, so far as anyone knows, are a a group of a few tens of thousands huddled together across the tunnels of the Moscow Metro, which have since become infested by mutants, including mysterious Dark Ones who seem to have some sort of psionic powers that completely drive anyone who gets close to them insane and kills them. And uh, yeah, you, you as Artyom have to go on a series of quests throughout the Metro first to, to help your home station and uh, eventually to, in later games, to protect a baby Dark One and a Metro Exodus. You, you discover that like, it was all a lie. There are people everywhere. There's a whole world out there to go and discover. Let's hijack a train. Uh,
1: oh God, I've never finished one of these because yeah. these games are fucking bleak. I, oh. can, I don't. I can't think of anything that's like this polished and this just mercilessly. Oh yeah, <laughs> just like oh, what a horrible way to make it, to live the rest of your mm-hmm. life. Ugh. Yeah, we're just. I've started all these numerous times. I've never been able to finish one.
0: We've we've set up mm-hmm. a uh, shitty camp in a, a metro station that has basically become an excuse for a city. It, but th- that the thing is, like, even though it is ridiculously bleak, it's a reminder that humans can adapt to just about anything. Because yep. there's still like these moments of warmth and comfort as you're like, yeah, these these metro stations are kind of cool places to hang out in. They've got restaurants, and the 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 Bolshoi Ballet underneath that is basically just a cheap strip joint. Uh, what a joke yeah. on humanity. Um, and
1: <laughs> Vis- visually, it reminds me of uh, Twelve Monkeys. Always has
0: a little bit. Yeah, the, sure. the, the, yeah, one of my favorite bits was like talking to this guy outside the bullshit show, and he's like the last surviving theater critic, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh wow." <laughs> Uh, now, just do all
2: the games, I know the first one had the thing where if you did missions for people or made certain choices, you could get some alternate endings. Did did, he, yeah. did they continue that with Exodus and Last Light? You know,
0: I never finished Exodus. I know they did it in Last Light. And it, it is kind of clever that you never make an obvious choice like you think you would to to achieve this ending. It's always like mm-hmm. there are a series of invisible switches that you had to have flipped while you're playing the game. Um, not oh. literal ones, but it's more like, "Oh, you didn't know you could make a decision here, but you could." And depending on mm. how you made that decision, uh, it affected the ending, and then these other decisions. And getting the good endings is actually really hard. Like I was, I was convinced that Artyom died at the end of the second game, and e- Exodus would be with somebody else. And I realized, like, oh no, there was a, there was a whole alternate a ending,
1: canonical ending. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it sounds like how I played Last of Us Two, not knowing it wouldn't affect anything. <laughs> <laughs> and don't yeah. make me do this.
0: And
2: these these are all based on a book
1: series, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Series of uh, Russian novels. You'll never
1: guess that? what called.
0: Metro. <laughs> it's Metro. 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 <laughs> metro. M- movie
1: starring Eddie Murphy, you like.
2: Hmm. Riding on the
1: Metro.
0: Only half characters in this game voiced by Steve Blum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, does, it does sort of run into that, that oblivion problem where, like, you, you keep hearing the same voices over and over again. Like, come on, Lin- Linda
1: Carter? You're just
2: like, Jesus, what's Wonder Woman doing nowadays?
1: She's mm. just all around again. I used to be a farmer until I took Gulag to the knee. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: no,
2: I know, I was thinking of... Uh, well, she's in all the Fallout games, right? Wonder Woman?
0: Is uh, <laughs> she? Uh, yeah, Gal, I think Gal Skyrim, Gadot? too.
2: I think Ooh. Skyrim and Wonder Woman.
0: Or, or hey. Skyrim and uh, Fallout. Ooh, I anyway. do but uh, Metro is also a reminder that uh, even with all the mutants, the most terrible monster of all is mankind. You need to go up to the surface. Be careful. New creatures have appeared there. Nazis. They've built an outpost in the destroyed building just outside. Fucking Nazis. Not even a whole a, a nuclear war can get rid of those assholes.
2: <laughs> New creatures, he calls them. Yeah. I love that. Nazis.
0: Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's another thing that, like... Even though humanity has presumably been mostly annihilated and you've just got like a a few, like maybe 30, 40,000 people left down there, uh, they're still killing each other at every opportunity. There are faction wars going on between like, I think your uh, home village is uh, relatively independent, but there's also like the communists, the Nazis. And the Nazis are, like, full-on, like, head-measuring. Like, they do it all under the pretense of, like, oh, we need to make sure you're not a mutant. They're fucking creeps, and they're gross. And Lame. you need to kill them a lot. But I think Last Light was the one that really kind of laid down this this great template where, like, yeah, there are a lot of scary yeah. moments where there's, like, mutants in your face, but the the right way to create a game like this is, like, there's all these sort of linear moments where, like, now you're in this this series of tunnels and like these ghosts keep appearing or uh there's a bunch of cobwebs and look there's now there's a ton of giant spiders attacking you and that is broken up by these big open areas where you basically they're like far cry outposts where it's like now I'm gonna hunt the guards one by one and watch them panic as I as I take out all their buddies nice so it's it's a really fun series despite how bleak it is um and I, I, I odd time
1: it. has been passing. Like, you just go to Metro Exodus's wiki page and, like, it's the first of Epic Store controver- ex- exclusivity com- controversy. Oh, God, you're right. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It'll be famous for that in a lot of people's eyes forever. And that was only a year ago. It feels like 400,000 years have passed since then. Seriously. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, my and, God. And, uh, um, yeah, I picked it up for a song. And uh, I because it was free on, it was one of the first Game Pass games I ever played. And I recommend it for people who want to play a game that was created within the last two years that looks great, feels modern, yet feels old in that it's it's the only multi-platform release that's a first-person shooter that there's no multiplayer or, like, additional weirdo, like, a uh, tchotchke options. Mm. Like, get a stupid helmet! Go to our <laughs> online store! There's none of that, and it was, like... I don't. I understand why developers need that. I don't want to shit on them for having to do that. But like to see a game with none of that last year was like,
4: ah, <laughs>
1: thank you, thank you. I get to worry about the game in front of me. Yeah. Awesome.
0: It's just purely awesome. a creepy as hell single player experience.
1: Massive yeah. and long.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Extremely. <laughs> oh, I don't uh, know
1: what I was talking about. Sorry. And rock hard. Caught with something in the mirror. I mean, <laughs> difficult. <laughs>
0: Sorry. So yeah, <laughs> that trucker. that has been our top five Soviet wa- horror games.
1: I wanted to ask Jeremy, because he plays a bunch of like for me impenetrable history games. Uh is there <laughs> is there It's like maps, the
3: video game.
1: Yeah, or like re but but like recreating wars and shit. Yeah. Is there something that's particularly uh Soviety that you can think of that people may have played?
3: Oh my god, there's there's so many. As far as like the uh historical like war gaming Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it comes out of Russia and right. like Eastern Bloc countries and stuff like that, yeah, yeah, um, right. and it's pretty obvious Russian propaganda at this point. So it's it's hard to get like a a feel of like the culture because it's all just trying. To, it's all trying to Facebook you. You try to get.
0: Putin won Napoleonic wars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one has seen this the, the second Disney Muppets movie, but when Constantine replaces Kermit, like a. Uh,
0: can we go to Can we go to this place?
1: Yes, whatever you want. Can I get this? Yes, whatever you want. And like that's how I think. of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 it, yeah. Yet. it will happen. Don't worry. Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yes, whatever you want. Uh, yeah, I can could, I couldn't think of anything. I guess this is not my beat, but.
4: Uh,
0: Red orchestra. Is there, is there a
1: game? What's the best game to play as the Russians in? <laughs>
3: oh man so many things uh
2: world in conflict
3: the russians have been a powerhouse of the world basically from the very beginning and Mm -hmm. uh i feel like the horror genre is right at home in a russian setting because russia has been through so much shit basically the entire 1800s was just a horror show for anybody that lived in the at the time russian empire yeah so uh Mm -hmm. That's why it all fell to shit and came back as the uh, horribly mismanaged Soviet. Uh, <laughs> that's the nicest way I've ever heard it put.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Horribly mismanaged, like this GameStop.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was at least yeah. there were that's a couple of other, a couple of other games that I considered for this list, but I I didn't like them enough for them to make the cut. Like one is uh, you are empty, which was a Russian produced game from like the mid two thousands, where like this Soviet army officer who. Gets hit by a car and then wakes up in a twenty-eight days later situation, where uh, your hospital is now infested with strange rage zombies that keep attacking you. And but I, I think one of the silliest ones is like among them are like these sexy nurses in like those little mini dresses that you only see in in soap operas that are like just super low cut. But then like all the like her her. Uh, Face has mostly been chewed off, so it's just like she's got like a skeletal mouth. Uh, like and I, I, I never and I understood those
1: place. those nurse outfits because we mm. just bought a discount one, and it's just like I don't know. I'm, maybe it's because I'm geared to be so old now. I was like, hey, can I get someone else to change my enema bag whose vagina isn't hanging out? <laughs> <This> is disgusting. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to watch TV here.
2: <laughs>
0: well, I mean, it, like, it just
2: reminds me of that Blink One Eighty Two album cover.
0: Yes. Yeah. Also, just imagining those outfits, like in russia in the 50s i'm not buying yeah. it i yeah, not be buying too that at cold. all um, yeah, yeah <laughs> there, true. there's also another game called kolat where like you are on the trail of an actual it's cool uh,
1: lot. it's about pants
0: yeah <laughs> these are these cool are lot.
2: terrible names where they were you are empty sounds like a fucking morrissey song yeah, and it now does, colat
4: you uh, are empty, you is, are empty.
0: Uh, there was in in real life there was like this climbing expedition like a bunch of students who were were out on an expedition and they all disappeared uh under mysterious circumstances and left behind disturbing remnants and uh Colot puts you on their trail to find out what happened to them, and it imagines it's like, well, you're they basically got lost in the uh the Ural Mountains, and uh there are these strange golden glowing skeletal creatures that will pop up and attack you, and which you Ooh. tore them apart. And but like ultimately, like, yeah, okay, I guess stumbling through uh frozen wasteland and occasionally having some yellow skeleton pop out at you is pretty scary, but um, is it as compelling as something like Chernobyl Light? I don't know. No. I, <laughs> I, I, Chernobyl I, I'm
1: faster <laughs> to check out Chernobyl Light <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. I, I really want to check that out. Yeah, I'm going to check that out for sure.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that has been our top five. Hope you enjoyed it. On that note, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we will talk about a shit ton of new releases, uh, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned.
4: Jennifer
3: get scratching.
2: Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on
0: patreon.com/lasertime. It supports not only this show but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. I want to talk to you
1: about uh, running a what do you call it? Microcinema. Yeah. You got a movie theater in there, but then like right now I think you're focusing on the video rental aspect
0: yeah we're not allowed to have well we just don't want to have any public events at the moment we want to get back to it but we can't do it right. i just don't have more than 10 people in that theater right
1: and the you're, you're, you can rent it out
0: you can, rent, you it can out.
1: rent it out you like kevin's not saying
0: anyone at all
1: come on in like no, no, no you need to take responsibility to say like these are the people you want to be around right but yeah we have it available for private screenings you can watch whatever you want to mm-hmm. 80 bucks for two hours mm-hmm and yeah, pick any double feature: uh, Snow White and Salo. You can just do that if you <laughs> want to. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever you want. You know, I was having a great time like programming certain kind of events for Cap City. Like, yes. uh, and I did a Halloween thing there uh, once mm-hmm. or twice.
0: That's what makes Cap City so special. I mean, mm-hmm. that's
1: what makes us special is the people who come in there and host their events. Do you think it's weird that like some movie the- like movie theater chains have resorted to that? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little it's a little peculiar. Uh, I talked to our buddy Drew, and he's like, yeah, they're playing the Goonies this week. <laughs> that, that's the movie they're showing. Well, it's just like, you know, they're struggling to survive mm-hmm. like we used to have to do, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, we're, we're still struggling, but we have our video rentals to fall right. back
0: on. Our clientele is incredible. Yeah. Like, our support group for Cap City, I mean, they've just been the greatest like between donations running out the theater
1: mm-hmm. thing last year what makes something number one like movie theaters make a majority of their money on concessions and you yeah. have some concessions but mm-hmm. like that's the thing you can't do anymore <laughs> you can't cook a ton of food and show right. it in your face you can't yeah. sell popcorn at the six thousand percent markup and expect that to make your money in a mm-hmm. movie theater and all you got now is Christopher Christopher Nolan movies and like what other movies there was some movie recently like oh, fuck God. it we're going to theaters and like good luck yes. i wouldn't i wouldn't watch you if you played for free in the back of my eyelids but <laughs> you're going to you're going to screen in a movie theater during a pandemic good for you it was tenant <laughs> like some Jason
0: Statham yeah. no <laughs> Russell Crowe right yeah yeah, yeah. Like, well, who yeah fucking i cares?
1: would nev- I, yeah i would go out of my way to not
0: watch that movie
1: are you crazy like,
0: Get Bonus Time, a weekly, uncensored, and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment, where we will just... Oh, shit! Oh,
4: no! the it
2: did itself! It's haunted! The button is
1: so spooky! I envisioned him slipping on a banana peel and hitting it early that... <laughs> I wanted to to just give the shout-out to the best thing I played last week, and it's only a new release for me. I had some really boring and can't tell you about white trash drama in my life that made me so mad. I'm like 15 years old again, and I wanted to punch a wall. So I decided to exercise in VR, turned on Beat Saber, and found they had a Linkin Park pack. I have (laughs) never been a bigger fan of Linkin Park than working my demons out for forty five minutes over two days in a row of those because because I never to it our ne- like
2: early twenties with that I shit tried like angsty so music
1: hard!
3: It got- yeah yeah
1: <laughs> and like like and, until yeah. I was sweating I was never a lincoln Park fan I am a huge lincoln Park fan now especially because in Beat Saber most of the music I, i'm not, it's been fairly electronic. But yeah. you really hear the drums in a Lincoln Park song, and they, they kind of you go to harder expert like you play those fucking drums hard and fast as fuck. It is like all better than a rock band. Does it have the Jay Z crossover
2: song they did? No, it has very
1: very select stuff, but like yeah. a lot of stuff that I I've heard, despite never owning an album by them. <laughs> I'm
0: breaking the habit. Yeah. <laughs> have
1: I ever get, have I ever told you guys this story? Remember how cell
2: phones used to have the tone ringtones that you could program yeah. yourself? And how one day mm-hmm. I spent like two hours outside my patio programming a Lincoln Park song, and my neighbor, after just like fifteen minutes, is like, "Shut the fuck up!" It's like the, <laughs> the same twenty notes. It doesn't of a sound Park anything song. like
1: Faint, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it was like dun 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 yeah. dun. dun, dun. It, yeah.
4: One thing
1: that that shit is a blast to work out to. I guess just because I I know the songs a little better. Uh, and I know what's coming, but like I did that shit till I sweated. It, it, it maybe in thirty years it will be a less embarrassing montage of exercise. But I can't recommend the Lincoln Park Pack enough in uh, Beat Saber. Sadly, PSVR people get DLC packs very, very few and far between compared to PC and the mod community. So you got to depend on what you get. And this is this is my favorite I've ever seen, and that includes the ninety degree Green Day pack.
2: Yeah, and for those <laughs> not familiar with the game. Imagine a real life
3: lightsaber training sim. You know, yeah, imagine playing like, Guitar Hero really... with two lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty great, slicing blocks clean yep. in half. Yes,
0: yep. yep. And if awesome. I haven't
1: told you, according to my fitness tracker, is better exercise than riding a bike for ninety minutes. Playing the game oh, for wow. twenty to thirty minutes.
2: So while we're on things that aren't ex- aren't exactly mm-hmm. new releases, I just wanted to mention it because it's no longer available. But there was like a really cool. Stadia exclusive Immortals Phoenix Rising demo that is no longer playable that I Michael thank you for giving me the heads up I played and I just gotta say I can't wait to play the full game in December because what I played okay I I do have to caveat it there was a lot of Stadia issues that was like kind of giving me some frame drops and lag Mm. but despite all that shit I was like oh this is going to be a really cool Breath of the Wild-like, yeah. uh, and that's a new genre. That's a thing um, now.
0: I, I will say, I, I think the computer that you're playing it on, at least in my case, like, uh, I tried playing it first on my work laptop, which has yeah. a wired connection, and it was kind of choppy, and then I went and played it on my nice gaming PC, and it ran beautifully. So Th- This was on an
2: Alienware with a 2080, so the, mm-hmm. it was more probably internet oh, okay. issues, yeah, probably. but... Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun Zelda Breath of the Wild like, the comedy doesn't always hit with, with the voiceover. Now, Michael... How dare you? Was this exclusive? Mm-hmm. You were telling me, like, this is content that yeah. isn't in the full that, game? That or is, is it...
0: content that, that was purpose-built for the demo to kind of give players a, a like a, a small vertical slice that can be played through in maybe around an hour. Um, it's cool, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, it
2: gives you all these powers that you get after a few hours in Zelda. It's like, I'm I was flying from island to island. I was I was picking up blocks and using them for you know like mm-hmm. Zelda dungeon block puzzle shit and yeah yeah it, it, it scratched but it was like better combat though I will give it that it was mm-hmm. better but none of my weapons broke so to me that's better
1: <laughs> yeah yeah sweet uh- <laughs> Adam will like it Or stick a Star Wars co host yeah yeah I would say I
0: I think you know the combat I know that the game is kind of Began with the like Assassin's Creed Odyssey code base and uh, has been like they built a lot of cool stuff onto that and like they there's this aerial aspect that you can you know jump around and it feels a little bit devil may cry where you're you can actually like unlock a move that smacks enemies into the air and then you can like jump up and juggle them with a few hits.
2: I couldn't figure that out. There was definitely some enemies, some some enemies with wings that I knew I should be figuring something out and I just Mm -hmm. eventually shot them out of the air with the bow. That's fine too.
0: Yeah, yeah um, I I am really enjoying the game. I'm super looking forward to when it comes out on December third. Yeah, it's a little ways away, mm-hmm. uh, but you know what is out that you play, Michael is Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, the Karate, the Karate Kid, Kid saga, saga continues. Continue. Uh, so I I'm a big fan of Cobra Kai. Sure uh, I I did play this game because what use is a podcast like this if we can't answer the question? But is this any good? Uh, I I I did enjoy That's no. this. No, no, no. <laughs> Here's the thing. I did enjoy this. I think this would be a perfectly charming game if it were on something like Apple Arcade or Game Pass. It is a brawler uh, where you play yeah. as kind of cart, slightly cartoonier, almost Saturday morning versions of the Cobra Kai uh, characters to the point where uh, they, you there are two different storylines. You play through as either Cobra Kai or Miyagi-Do, and Cobra Kai, uh, kids get, uh, fire attacks, magical fire attacks. And, uh, what? the, the, the Miyagi-Do, uh, students get ice attacks. And this is, this factors into the plot. Like kids are fighting in my school. There's fire and ice attacks. What's going on? And, what? Uh, so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It, it's, like it's based on season two and, uh, yeah, you you start out playing as Miguel, and I unlocked Johnny, and uh, I have not played as anyone else since doing that. Yeah, why you know, would I you get more characters? Why yeah. would you? You got I, Johnny. Yeah, like I want to play as Johnny and the the guy who's apparently been in a coma since the eighties. Uh, <laughs> Games industry,
2: what happened to you that like you had forgotten the brawler genre, and then this year yeah. you woke up and was like, "Oh shit, B- release the brawlers!" Yeah, it's, yeah,
0: it's it's pretty good um, for for what it is, and they did get the voice talent, like the the, the actors from the TV show to be uh, to give their voices to this. So uh, okay. like that's that's pretty cool. Even it's it's weird hearing William Zabka saying like. Uh, press the attack button to unleash your power-ups like really okay
1: also fuck no, your one, mom, no one dude.
0: calls him
2: william zapka it's billy zapka baby it's billy <laughs> forever
0: is that true i don't know
2: i don't
1: know that's I've what i've never I
0: heard him. him referred to outside Cobra the Kai, i
1: i i fell in love with back during my youtube premium demo and i can't say enough great things about that show it mm-hmm. is yeah sometimes it's never really nostalgic. It's almost anti-nostalgia. And my favorite thing about it is like the thing you'd least expect is for Johnny and the original members of Cobra Kai to go on one last trip to Vegas so they can watch their friend die of cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like it is that, like that not is sort of amazing that it's just like this this rings so much drama out of like hey, remember this guy who was a henchman's bully in an 80s movie <laughs> or a bully's yeah. henchman in an 80s movie? <laughs>
1: who's been used by everybody in his life, including mm-hmm. his own father. Yeah.
0: We're going to give him emotional depth, and you're going to
1: care about it. Ima- imagine what Daniel's like from his perspective. You stole mm-hmm. my girlfriend, beat me in a karate tournament uh, yeah. twice. Right. And-
0: <laughs> well, it, it seems like they read those cracked articles about like yes. why Daniel yeah, is yeah. actually the bad guy, and like, right, yeah, we right. should do a show about this. Mm-hmm.
2: Wait, tell me at the funeral scene they had one of the other henchmen going, put him, put him in a,
0: Body bag, Johnny. No. Put him in a body <laughs> no,
1: bag. No, no. What they no. should
2: have? He should have had leg cancer, and one guy should have been like, "Sweep the leg, sweep, sweep the leg."
0: I, that is a move you can unlock in uh, in the Cobra Kai game. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, I, I'll say that. I I think it, it it definitely has its good points. The forty dollar price tag felt a little Oof. bit steep, uh, but who am I yeah. to say that? But for twenty, this would have been an easy sell for me.
2: Tell me about Ghost Runner, Michael.
0: Uh, Ghost Runner also came out and is really good. Uh, I was kind of surprised how good that was. I started playing it and suddenly two hours uh, had passed. Uh, it is very demanding. Imagine a cross between Mirror's Edge, Strider, and Hotline Miami, where yeah. you die in one hit. Uh, there are insane platforming levels with uh, death traps that kill you instantly, and it's all in first person. And you are an acrobatic Ooh. robot with a sword, who just has to run up and, and kill people as they're shooting at you, like a ninja robot, right? Yes, like a ninja that. robot called a Ghost Runner. Oh shit! Uh, this okay, looks fucking righteous. It I'm is surprised. fucking righteous. I'm sorry, I
1: hadn't heard of it. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, I recommend it. Um, it's a
1: lot of fun and hard apparently, like like uh, good hard.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, really good. And, and like I also like an see erection at 40. Hotline Miami, because catch? like you die instantly, but then you respawn instantly. So there's oh, not yeah. that much of a penalty for death other than like, okay, I've been set back, but at least I don't have to like wait to load or anything like that. Nice. Or do I have to
1: talk to my dad and all his friends after I die? Getting a little old, Hades, my game of the year so far. <laughs> Getting a little old.
2: That's where you get the story, man. That's the beauty in
0: I'll, I'll also say, I played it on PS4 Pro and ran into some screen tearing uh, while running around so hopefully they fix that yeah. soon but yeah I don't think so <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's enough to build people out of $40
0: yeah, it was a $30 game
1: $30 might even
0: pattern. better uh, I don't know you guys you guys play Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel no I know Jeremy did yeah
3: uh, I was gonna say it sounds up my alley. But, uh, <laughs> this is this is the first I'm I'm hearing.
2: I just threw in front of the train. Mm-hmm. Not on so. okay. <laughs> I did play the the Pikmin three has a has a free demo on Switch. The Pi- Pikmin three Deluxe. Um right. It's Pikmin three. Uh, it's it's totally. I love Pikmin, and it's this weird series. What we've had three games in twenty years or so. Like it's been a long time. Um, I I never played it on Wii U, Chris. I think you did. I I wanted to ask you, like, my my one... Mm -hmm. So I was a little worried, like, how they were going to solve some of the control issues because I was, you know, playing on... I was playing on the Switch in handheld mode, it, it's pretty easy. you know, I, I, use your, I think use it was your, uncontrollable
1: uh, on the Wii U in handheld mode. You It required a nunchuck and Wii remote
4: to both Was that point. for
2: pointing like where you wanted your Pikmin to yes. go and stuff like that? So in this one, it, it has a pretty generous lock-on where if you're kind of looking in the direction of a flower or a thing and you want to throw Pikmin at it, it'll it'll kind of magnet to them. Every once in a while when stuff's close together, it's like it doesn't know which one you mean. You got to kind of adjust the camera.
1: You don't, don't remember the anecdote I probably told here from seven years ago. One of the biggest roommate confrontations I ever had living with Tyler was like that game, and it's fucking whistling. I can't yes. sleep. I can't sleep through it. And like, oh, you don't understand. Instead of turning the camera, the game has to whistle every seven and a half, like every <laughs> 0.7 seconds. Jeez, and yeah. it, it, he's like, it is unbearable, and I can hear it from every area of the house. And like, I stop playing because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a Pikmin game. It's it's it was a little more advanced but like it's kind of more the same
0: that's why i always play with mm-hmm. headphones man huh. yeah yeah there's that yeah. too
2: one issue i did have with it because i was playing in handheld mode on the switch and i didn't play in tv mode is the camera pulls back pretty far and so everything gets pretty small in that handheld mode you can still see what's going on but it's um yeah i mean i couldn't for me i'm just like i don't I don't know what this is adding like it looked pretty great the first time around from what I remember from videos at least and there's definitely like it, it's pretty low poly in some spots you know like getting close to those Pikmin and their eyes aren't perfectly round let's say that you know you How see some edges
0: dare they.
2: but the uh <laughs> eh, the, the textures are all pretty pretty good mm-hmm. pretty high res but it's eh, again this that's, they don't give a shit about this what this strategy is is hey no one bought a Wii U we put out a Pretty good Pikmin game. This is your chance to get it, plus, I think, all the DLC that eventually came for that. So, yeah, you, you either know if you want this game or not. I love Pikmin, so I'm excited about it, but, yeah, you know, your mileage I'm to, may I was be
1: trying ahead. to remember. I thought, like, this is the, one of the weirdest launch games ever, and, like, no, this got delayed, too. It was the most exciting, exclusive Nintendo had for, like, a year. Yeah. Oh,
2: oh I, I, one, one note, too. The, the demo is quite is quite generous. It's like an hour and a half demo. So if you, you know, just pick that yeah, up. and
1: I, I wow. downloaded the um, Hyrule Warriors demo, which is like a... How is that? You know, the uh, Tecmo Koe Musou Zelda game that's a prequel to Breath of the Wild. And the demo, it turns out, is like, that's chapter one of the game your progress carries over. if you. Yeah, that's
2: what this one is, too. This one's like the first couple, three days, I think, of the game.
1: Very un-Nintendo. Sometimes yeah. they surprise me. So, like, that's a really neat thing to do. Um, yeah, and i uh, but again it it took forever to download I, I didn't get to either
2: let's see we got two more i think big ones to talk about did anyone play ocean horn 2 knights of the realm
0: i played no. it a bit this is a game that uh was previously out on apple arcade and uh oh, okay that's right shit yeah yeah uh, like I remember thinking, for some reason, it is like it's it's like a Breath of the Wild style game. Like that's really exciting. And playing it again today, I realized like, well, it kind of feels more like if you cross Breath of the Wild with like Ocarina of Time, where it's sure. it's sort of like that more limited movement uh, range, where like you can't really just climb random walls. Uh, you jump by just running at the edges of platforms, but. You can pick up random objects and set them on fire, and then throw them around to set other things on fire, and that's pretty cool. Ooh. I um, thought that
2: was your link when you went. But I thought you were going. But ah! you know, like doing the link link. Hop, hop, har-op.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, the the first Oceanhorn I think was like more of an isometric uh, Zelda like, and, and this is yeah. like more of a three D adventure. So um, cool. Yeah, it's neat. Do you, how much is that one? Is is Ocean that Horn? was thirty? I want to say
4: yeah, Ooh, thirty.
2: Okay cuz i th- i think the other i have one of them free from game pass or gold or one of those programs out there i'd still have to go back cuz i'd heard good things about ocean horn one so mm-hmm. yeah
1: anyway
0: yeah it, it's definitely pretty cool
1: yeah, everyone I, I i knew who played who liked it on ios their biggest complaints like i would i would like to pay five times as much to play it on consoles
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's on Switch. I mean, it's a bit bit nicer on consoles because, like, you you can play it on handheld. You can play it on your TV. Uh, The Apple Arcade one, it's like this: this style of game isn't really ideal for playing on a phone, even with a controller. And then, like, you can also play it on Mac on a newer Mac, but uh, the problem there is like. I'm used to, when I play a game on a PC, to be able to adjust like things like resolution, settings, uh, yeah, yeah, window yeah. size, and I don't have control over any of that stuff here. It's like playing a mobile game on my Mac.
2: You so. know, I'm seeing that with a lot of these Apple Arcade titles. I really hope the developers got a shit ton of money because like, games like Exit the Gungeon... Mm-hmm. Which I played when it came out on Apple Arcade, and I was just like, this doesn't feel like it should be for mobile. And I'm like, I, I really hope that, that they eventually found an audience because, because I lost interest in playing that game, which did eventually come to console because I'm like, yeah, I didn't have a good time with the mobile
1: release. Yeah, where are your yeah. fucking shoulder buttons on an iPhone? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? How do you do that? Yeah. We have a big release. Do we want to talk about the big release
2: or yes. the other stuff that we haven't played yet well, that we can we'll talk just surprised about this week?
0: A dark pictures anthology game came out. I had no idea. Excuse
2: me. Yeah, the second one uh, is yeah, coming about out. That the, while I fill my drink. <laughs> the first one is part of Game Pass, and I, I'm actually going to be streaming yeah. that. I think Men this of week, Midden? leading
0: up to Halloween. It's by the same people who did. Um, shit what was the game that until dawn it's it's the studio who does until dawn
2: yeah yeah so it's the man of madon series man of madon was the first in this anthology series of the the last pictures is they're basically doing kind of episodic horror series but they're all unrelated stories so this is the second one uh, and this one's out on, on PS4, Xbox One, uh, and PC. The other release we haven't had a chance to play because it's the end of the week, um, but I know a lot of you were looking forward to it was that uh, HD remaster of Shin Megami Tensei 3 mm-hmm. Nocturne. Which uh, was, that came to Switch and PS4.
0: Was a hugely critically acclaimed game for its time when it came out originally on PS4. Remember, features Dante from Devil May Cry Ooh. Uh, <laughs> as a character. And that, that was like for the international release. He wasn't in the original Japanese version. I have no idea if he's in this version. That would be cool. But I, I know it's a very highly regarded RPG that I wasn't able to get into back in the day. So, yeah. Um, Maybe maybe I'd have more patience for it now. I don't know.
2: All right. Enough preamble. Now let's get to the main event.
0: Yes, Watch Dogs Legion. Again, full disclosure, I work for Ubisoft, and, uh, and Ubisoft gave me codes. and Chris and Matt free copies. Yes. Um, now that that's out of the way, uh, yeah, what do you guys think? Give me the deets. This is
2: going to sound like a knock, but it's not a knock on uh-huh, this game. Uh-huh. This game made me realize how much i should go back and finish watchdogs 2 because of how good watchdogs 2 was because this game if anything like it basically feels very very similar to watchdogs 2 in terms of the gadgets available to you and you know how they want you to approach missions like this is not a shooter this is supposed to be a thinking man's open world game or i'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a robotic spider to fucking open a door after i figure out some electric puzzle and how to open that and stuff like mm-hmm. that um but oh man i just it made me realize like i really miss and loved the cast from watchdogs 2 like i heard someone yeah. describe i think it was on the bombcast this week they were talking like watchdogs 2 the cast felt like this like kind of like 80s teen movie of like they're taking over the rec center like Electric Boogaloo and shit like that. Like, Whereas this one, it's weird because if you remember like Did they appear in the intro for a
1: second? I was looking at my phone but I think the the old cast might appear for a hot second. Uh, Uh, Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Aiden... Aiden... Well, I know Aiden appears. There is a Marcus unlockable in terms of like his jacket. I haven't seen Marcus in this one yet.
0: And then they have said in the uh, post-launch stuff that they're going to introduce... A new storyline that focuses on Wrench and Aiden Pierce. So, mm-hmm. uh, and they Wrench be is the guy with the, the mask, the eyes,
2: the the light eyes, yes, right? Is, yes.
0: Isn't that Wrench? because mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I know Watch Dogs Legion is still like scrappy and keep maintaining a little bit of the vibe of Watch Dogs 2, But it's just like, oh, is this how British people talk uh, over do y- Yeah. Like, I, I don't, is this what keeps sound like the youth over there? Like I've I only watched Guy Ritchie movies. I don't even I don't know. So, I, so like,
2: yeah, Watch, Watch Dogs 2 was, like, this... If you remember the history of Watch Dogs, this one took itself very seriously, and mm-hmm. everyone was like, hey, Aiden's sort of this boring character. Two, almost, like, overcorrected, but in a really fun way. It's like, hey, it's in San Francisco. We have this cast, and... See, like, they're all young and shit. Three, or uh, Legion, I guess, reels a little bit of that back in. It feels somewhere in the middle of one and two in terms of, like, hey, this is a dire situation in London. We should mention yeah. this one takes place in London. And you still have your characters, but it's just this like bleak future where where it's like yeah the the privatized military corporation has won and taken over the city and you're and they've they've defeated DeadSec they they pinned a series of bombings on DeadSec uh, and you're trying to rebuild DeadSec and and the big thing in this game is this recruitment feature uh, where you can basically recruit almost almost anyone you encounter on the streets and. And that shit's interesting, and I, I feel a little bad. Um, part of the game, what you're supposed to do is, hey, I need to recruit like the right type of person so all these restricted areas that have cool shit I can get into without having to worry about setting off alarms. And I wasn't strategic when recruiting people i just went oh they they punch hard in this boxing
0: mini game i should recruit
2: them you know this and, guy
0: have
1: big gun me want him yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: well but that that's the thing that like i noticed walking down the street at one point and scanning all these different people that can all be recruited uh that like that kind of creates this weird even though it's a single player game a weird sense of community with mm. the other characters in the game, and it actually makes it a little bit more meaningful that it's just like these people are all potential me's. Uh, this, yeah. this is yeah, yeah. I, I am trying to to help these people, even the ones who are I am dead set against, who are just beating people up. I can save them too, uh, and yeah. and it kind of made me feel like I don't I don't want to kill people. I be, partly because like I'm eliminating potential recruits that way. Um, although yeah. it is interesting, uh, <laughs> the the characters that you deal with have, like, um, attitudes toward DeadSec that can improve or decline depending on your behavior. Yeah. If you yeah, help yeah. them out, they will be more likely to join you. But then, you know, people working for Albion, the, the PMC, or Clan Kelly, like, there are people who have a negative opinion of DeadSec, And with them, you have to do a little bit of extra work. But if you say beat them up in a mission, they might become a nemesis, like an adversary mm. that uh, oh. will then like, you'll find out like, oh, yeah, one of your operatives have gone missing. Uh, this person kidnapped them. And then you track the person down. And you find out like, oh, this was somebody I beat up like three missions ago and they're getting revenge.
2: Oh. So someone finally did the nemesis system that we've been begging like some other bit. game to rip it's,
1: off for years.
0: It's not quite the same, but it is a twist on it. Um, That's and, cool. Yeah,
1: it is cool. I wanted to ask you about the. Uh, did anybody do the permadeath thing? Cause yes. I stared at it for like twenty straight minutes. I did, I did not. Minutes. No, I chickened it out,
0: and I, I have I have lost a couple of people that uh, meant a lot to me. I find it also like really raises the stakes in police chases and shit. And I had I had right. one incident that was really fun where, like, I had just finished this mission, like this swank lounge in a skyscraper, and I get down to the bottom and I see like an Albion goon beating up somebody. And I decide to intervene, and this naturally, like, okay, you beat up one of Albion the Albion is the Cups. corporation,
1: by the way, not a, not, yeah. not a culture of people.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a private military corporation that has basically taken over policing in London, and they mm-hmm. just indiscriminately beat the shit out of people. And you can intervene, but when you do that, they will try to fight you, and more and more of them will come onto the scene. And uh, what happened to me was, while I was fighting them, I accidentally hit up on my D-pad and pulled out a shotgun. Oops. And once <laughs> once you pull out a gun, they will pull out their guns. Right. And so yeah, that's how I, it works. I, even though it's it's you know it's a non lethal shock shotgun. I started shooting at them, and uh, eventually there were a lot coming onto the scene, and I had to run. Mm. So I like. Ran up the street. One of their cars ran me over, and uh, I got back up again. Got in as the guy was getting out. Started driving down the street. They, uh, a bunch of drones, were chasing me. Uh, they wrecked the car, and then I like ran out and ran through like a uh, this park with all these brick walls that I was hiding behind. Uh, ran out to like a canal and hijacked a boat. They followed the boat, and I crashed the boat on the shore, and then ended up running through like some clan kelly that the organized crime syndicate some of their restricted areas and the albion guards who were chasing me started fighting the clan kelly people so like okay i'm in the clear now except i'm still in this restricted area and oh there's some tech points over there i should get those too ended up getting into a shootout with the clan kelly guards and losing my operatives so, uh. well fuck but i, I just I,
1: I know how i play games like this and what I'm I'm dumb. What's what's what kind of game do they call like an XCOM or a goddamn <laughs> Rabbids Mario tactical f- RPG? Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's I I think that's what makes this a di- distinguish this from other Ubisoft games. There's a lot of similar elements but like those puzzles of like no no figure out how to break in here and everyone I go into I know there's a, there's a 20% chance I could just throw my hands up and not give a fuck and I may survive.
4: <laughs> yeah. But it's,
1: pretty hard if I'm not going to be more tactical about it. So I wanted to turn on permadeath that, that forced me to like, dude, plan you this out yeah, you know, you know, or else you to. can't use this person again. Because yeah, yeah. that, that's exactly what happened in a couple of cases. Like, I'm just going to run through here with my stun gun. Like, oh, you'll die every single time. Yes, yes. Right. If you yeah, try yeah, yeah. Like that. that's
2: the, You can't do that. My, the thing you do bring up, Michael, though, is one of my complaints with this game is it's, um, every time this game feels like an older school open world game like your GTAs and stuff it 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 falters a little bit there like the driving like driving around the city or even just the stuff you're talking about like getting chased by police I've always felt this in all of the Watch Dogs games. It just takes way too long to lose the cops a lot of the time. Mm. And in and, and the other games, I felt were a little more generous with the powers they gave you to lose the cops. Or at least they were unlocked from the beginning. Whereas from the, in the other you. games, from the start, you could almost always turn, you know, turn red lights green. Or you could do the barrier stuff to raise the barriers behind you right, and this yeah. game's a little little less elegant there maybe it's a thing i haven't unlocked yet in the skill tree although i didn't see it in the skill tree
1: and has got Lawton's kind of a shit town idiot. <laughs> yeah
2: yes yeah, so it, it does it is worth pointing out um yeah it's real tough to get past some of those voices,
1: <laughs> like really no. tough.
2: The first one I recruited looked like Marcus. That's why I recruited him. You know, the one you have to pick at the beginning oh, of nice. the game. It's like, hey, p- pick your yeah, first yeah. operative. He looked like Marcus, and I also liked him because he, his, so each character we should point out has at least one unique, like power, like ability. And this, this guy could summon, um, uh, CTOS or CTOS drones. Like that's mm-hmm. his power is, is summoning drones. Oh, cool. That's another cool thing with recruitment though, is like every character has their own power. And I've heard some of them are kind of funny, like, oh, this guy dies spontaneously or it, yes, they're not all the, great the sudden things. death
0: like they might. And I think one of my uh, friends was saying that like they f- they found somebody who was like uh, had had that sudden death thing. And then like in his bio is like refuses to have a doctor look at that strange thing. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, I do want to
1: thank watchdogs for like uh helping me learn to appreciate certain aspects of authoritarianism hmm. just because uh i think when we all think drones we think uh fuck drones we're gonna lose jobs we're gonna fall further down the panopticon and then and now it's like but what if you can hijack them and ride them <laughs> like
4: yeah
1: never mind all is well <laughs> that is great <laughs> that is
0: fucking awesome yeah, like, i want to have fucking... a personal aircraft <laughs>
4: Yeah.
1: If I can Iron Man around on this tiny little object Mm-mm. built to carry uh, large Amazon packages, that is hilarious. If you think you can deliver that to my neighbor and I won't steal it, prove it. <laughs> prove it holy shit, that'd be great. I well, I
2: realized that this week there's some some kid in the neighborhood got a drone. And I didn't realize how loud they are, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Those They're Amazon ones loud. would sound like fucking helicopters.
0: They'd be yeah. so
1: loud. Like, yeah, they sound they sound like a uh, like cybernetic bees. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a disconcerting. Speaking thing.
0: of which, you can recruit cybernetic beekeepers. Yes, <laughs> murder <laughs> hornets are my favorite. But I, I also yeah. wish that drones were this easy to pilot in real life. Like, I, I yeah, have a couple of up. little drones that I got like as as freebies, and I tried just taking one for a test drive. And what happened was it uh, got above, <laughs> like six feet, and then it just, like, kept going up, and I couldn't stop it, and the wind picked it up, and it crash-landed in my neighbor's <laughs> yard. Oh, I've, so I've, I've, yeah, goodbye, The cheap drones do that. <laughs> I had to go over next door and ask for it back. No,
2: the, the good ones, can like, the my $300 or more ones you can actually steer, Michael. I have I've had the cheap ones, too, that you're like, oh, that's gone. That It just yeah. keeps going up. And it's like, oh,
0: bye. <laughs> $50 well spent.
1: <laughs> yeah, my, my uncle has one that looks pretty, pretty pro with, like, a real deal. He looks very chill steering stuff. It, if you're steering It with a smartphone, it's going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. If it has AA batteries inside, Mm -hmm. it's going to fall apart but it. there are ones that don't deal with that. So
2: I, I think when this game's most successful is when it's making you use the cool tech and powers to figure shit out. Uh, when mm. it's least successful is when it's... Like, you don't want to get in shootouts in this game, but unfortunately no one has told the NPCs that because they yeah, will exactly. shoot at your ass the entire time. Well, and, don't,
0: uh, don't pull a gun. Just try and so see... <laughs> I didn't. I was, you say, I was
1: like, should I open this gate or not and engage in this? And, like, the dude just pulled his gun and started shooting at me. Yeah. 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 And...
2: Yeah, well, I I was at, in a recruitment mission. It was like uh, Clan Kelly's on their way. Survive two minutes, and they all just shoot you on sight. And I didn't know what to do. And I I well, just kind of hid in an alley until they were gone.
4: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, I, 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 I hid. I'm just I'm, I I'm like astounded that uh, I'm a big outpost raid person, mm-hmm. and this is a little more the thinking man's version of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's yeah. not a lot of running and throat slitting like in a Far Cry.
0: Yeah,
1: or anything like that. But that that's what makes it different uh, from a far cry or an ass, ass creep it is a uh, it's a little it's a it's a little weirder for me personally but all in all it's weird i almost view this as like it's
2: this companion piece with watch dogs too cuz it's very similar in terms of the stuff they've doing mm-hmm. it's and and both are very different from watch dogs one as i'm like oh yeah there are almost two sides to this coin, you know, it's like, yeah, Watch Dogs 2 is like, we still had a little hope that, well, we might be able to course correct this shit, and and Legion's like, no, the future is fucked, uh, mm-hmm. and you better prepare for it, <laughs> and yeah. here, here's kind of, it's also, it's go- I have to say this, it's really tough at times to play this game with what's going on in in the United States. There, mm. there
0: are certain elements where
2: you're just like, oh...
0: Yeah, there, there are times when I think, like, oh, man, these two strangers are talking to each other without masks. This is a great future. <laughs> yes. It imagines yeah, that at some there. point the pandemic will be over.
2: But but even outside the pandemic, some of it has to do with, like, yeah, you know, government surveillance on stuff. And I'm like, oh, these are people in Toronto. So maybe they're not they're not familiar with, like, how close some of this will hit home to Americans, you know? So this is a very American point of view. But, um, hey, you know, whatever. It's It's fantasy, yeah. but...
0: Um, I will say one point of advice if you're picking this up. Um, don't don't get hung up on like just recruiting a whole bunch of people early on, like mm, recruit a yeah. few. But those are all randomly generated missions. and the story missions in this game are can get really interesting. Like I just did one mm. last night uh, where you're investigating this weird billionaire whose whole thing is like we can map the human brain into a machine. And, like, you go into her house, and then down in the basement, and you find, like, this, like, full, fully built country cottage with a fake sky just sitting in her basement. And you have to, like, sift through all these weird memories of her mother and her dog. And uh, it's extremely memorable, and it takes a turn that is totally unexpected toward the end. Ooh, so, uh, interesting. check that shit out.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I'm just, I've only played a few hours, and... The most fun stuff is the different tech you get, and I haven't unlocked anywhere near half of it, mm-hmm. but like, yeah. that's the shit I really like. Summoning, I, I love Spiderbot, uh, or whatever the fuck you call them. Yeah, yeah spider.
2: and that's the way I play these games. I usually just go and collect all the tech points I can throughout mm-hmm. the city and unlock as much of the skill tree as possible, and and we should mention, that carries over from recruit to recruit. That It's a universal skill mm-hmm. tree. It's not like you have right. to do that for every recruit.
0: Right, so. yeah. But a lot of recruits do have their own cool stuff like, oh, this person comes with a unique gadget. This spy comes with a silenced pistol and a spy car that shoots missiles. Stuff like
2: that. And, yeah, like when this game said it's most interesting is like, so I talked about like I I entered the Fight Club missions. Mm. And I recruited one of the Fight Club, like kind of the champions of of one of the clubs. And now I use them for the other Fight Clubs because I'm like, well, they're a better hand-to-hand fighter that has like a knockout punch ability
0: and one of those guys that I got, like, became my main character for a while, and he just died last night, and I was a little bit uh, crushed. Like, oh, I really like him. I'm primitive, Fuck. Man. Yeah. So oh.
2: that's that's when, like, when the the game is at its best, I think, is when it's using its systems for interesting shit like that. Like, oh, yeah, maybe recruit one of these Albion guys, because you will want to get into this building without having yeah. to worry about sneaking. You're just going to walk around in his yeah. uniform the whole time,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, anyway, that's all the new releases that came out. I told you it was going to be a lot. Uh, Let's move along, too.
2: That's actually not all the new releases because some of them were announced as part of a surprise uh, Nintendo Direct Mini. It's the last one of the year they did confirm. So, uh, right now in the eShop, you can buy No More Heroes and No More Heroes 2, um, which were Wii exclusive. So now they're, they're on Switch. Uh, but that basically I think was announced the morning that we're recording this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they also announced, so Chris mentioned, um, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity has a free demo, as well as a new game from HAL Laboratory that the guys who make Kirby uh, called Part-Time UFO that I haven't haven't had a chance to play yet. But, Chris, I wanted to get your take on Hyrule Hyrule. Warriors. Like, how is it?
1: Oh, I I didn't get to play it. Oh, okay. And I really didn't like Hyrule Warriors on Wii U. But I wanted to give it another shot, especially because the systems look like they're... I didn't think they, they worked with Zelda very well, but they were trying to make a Hyrule Warriors that was like, it's the best of all Zelda. Whereas this is like, this is a, a story that's a prequel to Breath of the Wild specifically. Yeah. Um, and that's that has me very interested because Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games of all time. Hmm. And everyone should play it. Yes. So there. Agreed
2: yeah they they showed Jeering. off a lot of games that were already we knew about um they showed off a little bit of bravely default two which is coming next february
0: not to be confused with bravely second that was a different right, correct
1: I, weird yes weird. that is weird
0: fucking jerks i bought that thing that was bravely default two i don't know if i can buy this i thought <laughs> yeah. i bought it already and does that mean we're going to get a bravely second two at some point oh yeah.
2: probably oh god you're right uh, so this wasn't part of the mini-direct, but la- uh, last week, after we had recorded, Nintendo announced something that is cool for Fire Emblem uh, fans. They announced another, one of their limited time releases, uh, so this is only available both digitally and physically through March 31st, uh, but they announced that um, Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, and Blade of Light, which I think, what are, NES games? SNES games?
0: Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh,
2: they're available, and, and there's... Um, there's actually kind of a limited edition release that's unphysical that looks really slick. It comes with like an NES cart sleeve, even though this is a digital download, it comes with like this Nintendo power collectible that has art. This this is the game that Marth is from. Like every, mm. it's even the trailer they showed, it's like these kids playing smash brothers. And he's like, I never choose Marth. I don't even know what game he's from. And then they showed like, this is, this is the original fire emblem that America didn't really get that. Um, yeah. takes you back to the kind of the origins of the series, but the reason I put it on here is is Chris is familiar with a thing uh, from the 80s and 90s. We like to call the Disney Vault, uh, and uh, Nintendo is basically recreating the yes. Disney Vault. Like they're mm-hmm. basically like, yeah, even digitally, um, this is available for three months and
1: then timed availability. Disney forever. They were terrified of the home video market, mm-hmm. and when they finally adopted the home video market, it was in a way that they could still do things traditionally. And by that, I mean the way Nintendo would prefer to do things. Sixty dollars full price on yep. a disc card or whatever, whatever they're se- they're selling. So yeah, this is digital is is looking more and more like Nintendo's ho- Disney Home Video. Um, it's it's going back into the Miyamoto moat. It's you'll it's ma- one of ma-
2: those <laughs> deals where it's like, well. I guess we can charge 60 if people have this bit of FOMO. Like, well, I better buy it now because I don't know the next time it'll be available.
1: Ah, yeah. well. Uh, but, maybe. I mean, even then they got tired of that. Like, as it turns out, like, yeah, every seven years we change our standard in home video and you can release it again. You'll be fine. So don't worry about it. Just enhance it somehow. Yep. E- even though games and movies can't really be enhanced much more than they are right now. It's very difficult for people to sell you one more home version of something. Sure. Wait till eight K, Chris. Eight K, but it's it's coming. It's Snow White, a nineteen thirty seven movie (laughs) in twelve K. You can see all the dirt on the print. You'll, you've always wanted to see it at six at six hundred frames a second.
2: <laughs> It'll look just like when you recorded it on a VHS tape back in the. Look 80s.
1: closely, and you can see Ward Kimball's hand. <laughs> like,
2: like, like, <laughs> Ward Kimball,
1: that is a, it's a good, deep it's Disney it's a good cut. Animator I love joke. that. I love
2: that. Marty Sklar just rolled over in his grave and laughed at that one, Chris. <laughs> Um, so yeah, those, those are for Fire Emblem fans. I know like Cat Bailey was super excited about this, but she was at the same time complaining like, I can't believe they got me. Uh, I think she did re- pre-order that, that collector's edition.
1: So yeah, this is your chance to get it. Oh, I, I am not susceptible anymore. They can't get anything else out of me.
2: And oh, I, I should mention these are coming in early December, by the way. That's uh, that's when they will be, av- uh, December 4th is when they'll actually be out and available, but you can pre-order Early now, deck. That's
1: what the cool kids call it.
2: Uh, you know what? You can't play December 4th, but you can play December 10th. Uh, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk was delayed yet again. Yeah. Um, uh. 21 days, pushback. The the reason I included it, because, you know, delays happen, fucking whatever. This had already gone gold. It's very rare really to delay sh- a that's game a that's, a that's really gone gold. a really short delay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's strange. I'm, I'm wondering why. But he did. But... I mean, I, I
1: saw the thing like, hey, look, we got nine versions of this thing, The ship. Do you know what certification is like for Xbox One Series X and PS5? We're all figuring it out. Yeah.
2: Cause, okay, so, so a little, little behind-the-scenes info. Like To go gold, all that means is your game doesn't break your console. Like Technically, you can finish this game, but there can still be bugs. Um, and so what tends to happen nowadays is games go gold six to eight weeks before they launch, and that is the typically the version of the file that they will print on like a disc version of a game but as we all know most games now have day zero day one patches that that will fix leftover bugs that the devs are frantically scrambling between when it goes gold and launch to fix that shit and it sounds like what happened here is like yeah technically somewhere out there there's probably some version of cyberpunk that is this version of the game that the devs weren't happy with while they are putting in a hundred hour weeks now to try to work all the bugs out. Um, but the reason, you know, the reason it's in the news so much is, you know, Jason, guys like Jason Schreier, are, like pointing out like, Hey, this dev was already under crunch. This is, this isn't great for them, you know? Um, and, and what's and a lot of people I know are like, well, what's the big rush? Well, the answer is if you understand the way economics of games work, you got to put this thing out before Christmas, and you'll just – it basically guarantees much higher revenue than if this came out yeah. after Christmas. Yeah, I, but
1: I thought there was a – and I, I didn't work in uh, games as, as long as either of you. But, like, uh, I thought there was a stop date to that. And December 10th is, like, dude, people have done – most people other than me and other alcoholics are, are done with their holiday shopping.
2: So the stop date, um, because people tend to kind of take off for vacation and stuff or the, the retail stores can't get it in after a certain date – in early December. And so like literally when you see December 10th, that's probably the last date they can get this thing to retail for Mm -hmm. retailers in like Europe to take it into stores in time for
0: Christmas is my guess. Another, another interesting thing is you think most people would be done with their shopping by that point. Um, Having worked at uh, an Office Max on Christmas Eve years ago, <laughs> that is depressingly untrue for a lot of people. It's very true. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need an ergonomic chair! Somebody give me an ergonomic chair! Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need I'm... to buy my son an organizer. He's six. Uh,. <laughs> No, he only uses Dunder
1: Mifflin paper, which is really a thing now. <laughs> I'm looking for that button, that
2: big button you guys have. That it's a red button that says done. It's it's like, oh, you mean the one stuffer. all the
0: kids push all day long every yes, day? Yes, that, that's the button. That's the one. <laughs> Jeremy,
1: said about, is Cyberpunk your jam, Jeremy? I can't remember. Um...
3: Not so much. I mean, it, it looks cool, but I'm not on the hype train like most folks are. Yeah, uh,
1: uh, like, since you can't see Jeremy, he looks a lot more like <laughs> the Witcher.
2: <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's on the Valhalla train, not necessarily the Cyberpunk train. He's, he's got, got like... long
1: hair, I'm just saying.
2: Got the long beard, long hair. I, I've actually seen a few people, I think, in the LDC post of this, and I'm like, I'm kind of getting there with this game. They're like... The number of delays has
1: killed a little bit of the hype for this game for me. I don't not think so the, the fact the fact that I had to read about it four hundred thousand times means the hype's not dead. And I am just where I'm at, a game's delayed, cool. More times to finish my work, mm-hmm. not piss right. off
3: my girlfriend, file my taxes, whatever. This isn't like a, a franchise that people have been like waiting for. Yeah. It's, it's coming from a developer that people trust right now. Yeah. Um I am part of a group that waited for a game called Bountain Blade 2: Bannerlord* for goddamn hmm. decade. Yeah, it, it just came out, and it's uh, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good way to yeah. put it. But um, yeah, I don't think they have the clout to keep pushing back like other.
2: Nah, I think they're up there with clout. I, one thing I will point out is um. One of their, I think the heads of the studio, had to come out with a public statement. He basically... People have been sending the devs death
1: threats for this mm. delay. And and that shit's
4: Gamers unacceptable. Gamers?
1: On the internet? Sending developers death threats? I know, right? I guess the shocking story is that it might have been to a man. <laughs> Just kidding. You did it to me, you fucking jerks. I hate all of you and I'm ashamed of your entire hobby. It's...
2: I mean, like, regardless of how you feel about crunch and the delay... Don't send anyone a death threat ever for mm. anything, especially a fucking video game.
0: Even if you're a 14-year-old edge lord and you think it's funny, people will take that shit seriously.
2: Yeah. Um last bit of news, this is some good news for those of you who have managed to snag a PS5 in advance. Uh Motherfucking Bug Bugs snacks,
0: snacks is
2: free on PS5 as part of PlayStation Plus next month. Uh along so that's on on PS5 for PS5 owners not the PS4 version worth worth pointing out Uh, Shadow of War and Hollow Knight Voidheart Edition are the free games that will work for PS4 what I'm curious about though is typically the way I grab my PS Plus games is I go to the website and I put them in a cart and I check out can I still add it to my account if I don't have a PS5, so that it's waiting there for me when I finally do get a PS5? Is the big
0: question. That's a good question. Probably I guess we'll a find good in.
1: question because every from everything, you couldn't do that with Vita or you couldn't uh, you couldn't secure your PS3 downloads via your Vita or vice versa. Mm. So they had cross saves and cross buy and all that shit, but you couldn't. You right. couldn't get a free game no, I, I on remember, Vita Actually, by,
2: I remember through the web store, yeah, for for the stuff that was on web Vita store and PS3, you, absolutely could, you yes. had to grab two copies of the same game. Yes. It felt so archaic. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that, that it, it, to be honest, it's making me feel like the second-class citizen for PlayStation user. So on PS5, PlayStation Plus users are getting access to their PS Plus collection, which is like their version of Game Pass. Uh, you don't get that if you're on PS4. You're just fucking paying the same amount of money I per know, month. I know, that is and...
1: so, weird. <laughs> so weird. It is these so weird. games dis- are worthless <laughs> to us on PS5, but you PS4 owners will pay out the fucking nose. Retail all of you. I,
2: it's like, dude, I'm paying the same amount per month as them, and these games are PS4 games. What, <laughs> <the> <laughs> poor
0: boy! <laughs> but those are an incentive to buy a PS5. It's- Drop which you can't
2: that i'm <laughs> by the way an incentive i'm paying for
0: michael mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a monthly subscription
2: <laughs> uh and that is all the news that's fit to play
0: <laughs> all right well let's move on to our community segment which is always the second thing our community last week's question of the week was uh what politician or celebrity would you want to stream a game next following uh aoc's fantastic among us stream
1: jeremy pastor present (laughs) politician (laughs) me which would i like to see
3: who would you like to stream aoc style streaming among us um definitely bernie sanders because he would not know what's going on and be so frustrated the entire time the hell is this? Why does this guy have an advantage no. over me? I didn't know there was a gun over I, there.
2: I know what he would stream. He would stream a free-to-play game. <laughs> this is for everyone!
3: This is free for everyone! <laughs> I got all diamonds. It wasn't my fault. Yeah, <laughs> Just listen to him just ramble, Grandpa style. Yeah. would be great.
0: Man, past or present, I'd, I'd like to get, like, Andrew Jackson play Pac-Man or something and just watch his brain melt. Andrew Jackson <laughs> stops playing and just starts screaming and clutching his temples.
1: <laughs> I was expecting Jeremy to say, like, some politician
3: from a land I don't know with a right.
1: spiky helmet mm-hmm. or some shit like that. Uh, See, I didn't
0: think about past
3: or present. I guess. Damn. I would want to play a war game with uh, 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 Von Helmuth, the, the Elder, or uh, Von Moltke, the Elder. Oh, oh well, yeah, I had that IP the other day. day. That's a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll tell my dungeon master. I'll, I'll tell my dominatrix. She gave him a shout out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> tell him I'll see him next Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Not, not, not after I'm done with him.
0: Uh, well, on VideoGameApocalypse.com, <laughs> uh, Lambert is dead. Says. I would like to see Trump stream Kind Words, the game where you're encouraged to write letters of support to anonymous people (laughs) and their soul-searching questions. As he is completely incapable of considering any human interaction as anything but transactional or an excuse to talk about himself, it would be a great way to teach him to be a fuller, more rounded human being because the stream would be in a large glass tank suspended above the Times, above Times square <laughs> and every time Big T wrote something completely inappropriate he would be forced to remove one item of clothing eventually Yuck. including even his burnt ochre face foundation <laughs> leaving him sitting naked pallid flabby cold alone and probably scared about the circumstances but lacking any means to actually convey his discomfort other than clenching his skinny tiny fists and screaming <laughs> bad Man. And Hunter Biden over and over again. Bravo,
1: Lambert is dead.
2: There are three things I would like to point out with this that are wrong with this post. Number one, never call him Big T again, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, unless
0: it's followed by ities. Well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was gonna say, like stripping, stripping Trump's clothing, all you'd see is like man titties and Adderall shit stains. <laughs> yeah.
2: Number two, he's not capable of learning or developing as a person, so that wouldn't work. And number three, he can't play this game because he can't read. Allegedly.
1: Yeah. Like, look at every picture. Look at every picture of Trump's desk and like, where's the keyboard? Guy has his emails printed out. Doesn't know how to use a computer. Yeah. Learn how to use the internet on a phone. And it's and and look. Yes, you shouldn't threaten the president, you shouldn't wish the president ill will, but we understand. Bongo
2: McNulty says uh, in the spirit of our government's recent behavior, and he says our government, but I believe he means the British government. I would like to see our prime minister, Boris Johnson play Don't Starve. For those who aren't in the loop of UK politics, our wonderful government recently decided to stop providing free school meals for underprivileged children in the same month that Boris Johnson's government decided to starve children. They also decided to give themselves a Three thousand pound per annum pay raise. So, America, don't go thinking you have the exclusive on shitty politicians. As across the pond, we also have our fair share of dickheads making horrible decisions. Uh, pretty unfair in it, gov, in it, gov, in it. Um, I would in still
1: cut off my left hand to have your version of your politics right now than ours, and and mostly because I'm assuming everyone here has seen every iteration of the Flintstones. I would totally vote. For grown-up Bam Bam uh, to, be, to
0: be my goddamn <laughs> prime minister, Yeah, I'm just imagining him saying like, "Bam Bam, Bam Bam, Bam Bam." He, bam he does harken back to that bam, George
2: bam. George Bush brand of conservatism. Like, yeah, you know, look, at least it's not as bad as what we currently. Yeah,
0: get. They're real religious
1: and hate abortion, but they're not going to do anything about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that kind of thing. Oh no! Oh no! He's back! Oh no! He's back! Chris, don't read this one. Don't read it. I'm gonna do it. Snacks and Jackson says Donald Trump should live and
4: Jackson. Just it is Snacks and I
2: appreciate Snacks and Jackson referring right. to himself in the third person. There
0: uh, should use Bug Snacks and Jackson as a screen name. <laughs> Nobody would understand that reference.
2: Motherfucking Bug Snacks and Jackson.
0: Ultimate laser time username. <laughs> it's Jesus. about a creepy clown with an extendable neck mm. who eats bugs.
2: But it's also a riff on the Action Jackson movie, right? Didn't we determine, or did yes. this come before Action Jackson?
0: I don't know. No, it
1: is definitely after Action Jackson. It's a yeah, yeah parody of it.
0: Uh, Nick Turner says, I'd like to see Gordon Ramsay play Overcooked with Alton Brown, Guy Fieri, and the ghost of Anthony Bourdain.
1: Oh too soon.
0: Your onion soup is shite! Shut it down! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shut it. Cool story, my friend's mom blew Alton Brown in a hot tub. Anyway. Wow. <laughs>
0: Whoa! For her, Whoa. Uh,
2: Philippe Longuet says, Jimmy Carr, playing anything that features teenagers talking shit, he has some of the best heckler put downs in comedy, and I would love to see him rip into some of the turds in those sorts of games. I'd probably die laughing. I don't know who Jimmy Carr is. Uh, Chris he's secretly one of the one
1: of the he can be one of the meanest roasters you've ever seen. He was on one of the later roasts. He's got a very polite delivery because he's English and he always wears a suit. I. I, I don't know if I'm saying this or was said at him on a roast, but he he looks like a puppet that's grown up to be a full grown boy, and <laughs> he always has.
0: And here, here I thought Jimmy Carr was the unpopular Demick, uh president from the seventies. How no, dare you! was not the, I it was it not the that. GMC
1: four by four. Oh wow! From America. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. That's really only for southerners. GMC Jimmy! I named it after my idiot kid who will amount to nothing. Wait,
2: Michael, Jimmy. does that mean Jimmy Carr would would own a peen
0: farm? Yes. <laughs> yes. Goodness. Peen farm. Come on, give that to me. He'd own a peen far. <laughs> a peen far is upon me, I must mate. Ah, Dr. Wowie <laughs> says... I want to God see Mitch well, McConnell yeah. stream Super Mario Bros oh, just to oh, wh- force wow. him to hurt his own kind for once. And yes, oh, the I know the turtle jokes have been done to death, but I don't think I will ever get over how much that motherfucker looks like a goddamn turtle. Mitch McConnell looks more like a turtle than most actual <laughs> turtles do. You're,
1: you're, you're telling me this red one is actually a power-up. Go, go close to the red one.
0: <laughs> oh heck! <laughs>
1: mitch mcconnell you ever see brain damage (laughs) you know you know that thing that crawled out of that guy's spinal cord and told him what to do that's really what mitch mcconnell looks like
2: the creepy thing is like i've been seeing lots of pictures because he's been in congress for fucking ever it's like lots of pictures of him as a younger man in congress and you're like you can see him turn into this zombified tortoise walking tortoise carcass and it's fucking weird dude it's gross I'm going to
1: live forever, and I'm going to feed off the souls of the innocent. Come on, you got to see. You know he's drinking baby, baby spinal cord fluid. QAnon, go after this guy. Why not go after Mitch McConnell? He he does he does look like the first frame of the face melting scene in Arch of the Coven, Arch of the Covenant in Indiana Jones. He he looks
2: he, like the guy in Men in Black that uh, is like wearing human skin. You know when he kind of gets
0: there. Sugar and water.
2: His chin back it's in his neck. Just
0: Vincent Denafrio in his street clothes? <laughs> like he just wandered on set and acted like that. <laughs> <laughs> I am in a world of shit.
2: Then he became the kingpin. It was it was weird. Uh, Logical Dojo says I'd quite like to see our Mad King Don himself pay pa- play Papers, Please. <laughs> Though I can't imagine him being able to operate a PC in the first place. Fox News would likely claim hard left Dell desktop biased against our wonderful
0: leader. Yeah. It, Seeing or him do Antifa any. desktop undermines our wonderfully. Honestly, leader.
3: I think he would really have a good time playing that game. <laughs> and he'd have to play it through an assistant, yes. But he'd be like, yes, ask to see their papers. Dude, Tell you think no, his
2: ADD, rejectable. his fucking Adderall would not let him like notice the differences in the fucking real passports from the fake ones. No way,
1: mm-hmm. dude. I, I'm just like, if anybody can do this, I'm looking at you, Jonathan Swan of Axios. Ask him to use a mouse. I I, like the funniest thing that happened. I was a little kid is that George HW Bush went to a grocery store in like 1991 and was fascinated by the grocery scanner because he'd never seen one because he had not been a grocery store hmm. since before being almost eaten in Vietnam, <laughs> and and he's like, "What is this robot? Is there something in there that makes this happen?" I'm like that's what Trump would do with a mouse. Homeboy has great at business. I know he doesn't know how to use a he's mouse. He's not great just just business. He's that, at business. He's terrible. You
0: have to send Georgie Costava away. You have to do it. Like <laughs> he's smuggling drugs. Come on. <laughs>
1: This is a papers, please reference, yeah. I'm assuming. Yes, right? it is. Georgia yeah,
0: Costava yeah. is the unrepentant drug dealer who keeps uh, coming in with obvious packets of drugs taped to his body and like, what's this, Georgia? Like, is drugs? I He'll just realized Georgia Costava
2: sounds like off-brand George Costanza from yeah. Seinfeld.
0: <laughs> but if you play Summer your, of Don! If you play your cards <laughs> right, he can help you escape the country because you're good friends. But I promise you, if you think young people hate the
1: man now because he can't read. If he can't use a mouse, that's even worse. And I promise it's true. Hmm. Donald, can't, Donald, Donald Trump, Trump can't use a mouse. Hashtag at the end. That's how you do I'm it, I'm just kid.
2: picturing my second Star Trek IV reference of the night. He picks it up like Scotty.
1: Computer. Hello, Hello. computer.
4: Hello.
1: My baby cousin thinks it's a telephone.
4: How
1: about uh, JD Buffington says, If I could see a pol- any politician stream a game, Vigigigate Apocalypse, I would say, Joe Lieberman. <laughs> he, he should play mo- Mortal Kombat, the original arcade cabinet on the Senate floor all alone, only Twitch watching over him. Will he have a good time? Will he walk out? Ed Boone ropes him back. Get over here! <laughs> oh no, I hope it's a friendship or a here. <laughs> Oh, it sucks to be. I'm a libertarian now because I believe in the <laughs> mayor. Fuck that guy. I fucking hate him. He's the worst. He's the fucking worst. The, 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 the only reason to be satisfied over George W. Bush stealing the election from Al Gore so we don't have Vice President fucking Joe Lieberman, let alone a fucking Lieber, a Joe Lieberman presidency.
0: Ugh.
1: I fucking hate that dude.
0: Hmm. New question of the week. Uh, what's a historical setting you'd like to see more horror games in? Um, I guess for me, it would be a bunch, but off the top of my head, it might be interesting to see something like uh, set during the Vietnam War, where oh. uh, you mm-hmm. as like some lone GI runs into some sort of uh, folkloric demon or ghost uh, I don't know enough about Vietnam's folklore, but I bet there's some interesting shit right. that could be parlayed into a compelling horror experience. But someone else go. I will go.
3: I I love this question, actually. Um, I really want to see... I had an idea to write a horror story, actually, that was set in classical Roman antiquity. And... Good. I guess the idea was a Roman legionary who gets separated and lost in, you know, classical ancient Germania. Mm-hmm. And it's just his imagination running wild as he's trying to survive out there. And he's seeing like these, you know, his interpretation of all these ancient gods chasing him through the darkness and stuff like that. Or, I mean, I mean, pagan gods.
0: But I think that could be really yeah, it cool it, to see. It would be weird if like Jupiter and... uh <laughs>
3: Uh, right, but he'd be like we were chasing sure, around. But there'd be like uh, kind of like skinwalkers, kind of chasing them. He's like, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. You ever you ever play Rise: Son of Rome?
3: Uh, I haven't
0: played it, but I have watched a lot of it. Yeah, the, the the bit where you go into Scotland and like everybody's just like these fucking crazy ass like savages with like animal <laughs> skulls and shit. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to see Devil in the White City made into a movie. The the one the I think Scorsese is supposed to be adapting it, but about the book where where a series of murders at the World's Fair. Oh wow! In, in like the, the late '30s, I think that would be dope as shit. Yeah. Uh, because like again, we were talking on a bonus time about a Bela Lugosi Bela Lugosi movie I, I found for free called Murder by Television. I'm like, well, this title's too good to not see what this is about. <laughs> yeah. And seriously. it was made in like pre-World War Two and like doesn't know how television works but knows people own them and presupposes television will exist and it doesn't consider cameras or microphones it's just a device that will show you something it's really weird and then also like well if I can beam whatever I want to France to America I will beam a death ray so yeah. uses uses the device of television as a way to broadcast murder <laughs> over the air because like literally there's no public understanding of television so it was the ring it, w- it was the ring before yes. the ring? <laughs> video killed the uh, victrola star nice, um, <laughs> nice. uh
2: mine okay, so okay i think there's two reasons i'm thinking of mine number one is i have london london on the brain guff because of of legion um But I've always thought that Victorian England was this perfectly suited setting for horror, probably because of Jack the Ripper. Uh, And I I love Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and I loved the Jack the Ripper DLC, which actually... Incorporated some kind of horrific elements for an AC DLC. Um, there's, there's some weird shit that whenever he's around you, you kind of experience. So, so something with Victorian England. I think the other reason I think of it is as a child, I was scarred for life when my grandparents, thinking they were showing me culture, uh, brought me to a local production of Sweeney Todd, the Barber of Fleet Street, which, um, as you may or may not know, is about a barber in Victorian England that, um, slaughters people and then they cook them into meat pies not exactly the kind of stage show you want to take a young child to.
1: (laughs) So... I remember we watched that in drama class, and he's like, I think there's, there's stuff here that's not appropriate for everyone. And the horror character is dancing around, it's like, Blah, 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 something rhymes with Duff. How would you like to split me muff? And, like, (laughs) Jesus, the whole freshman class was like, what the fuck did she just say? (laughs) Split me muff? Uh,
2: (laughs) It's it's an era that every time I see it portrayed in pop culture, I'm like, I can smell it. You can Mm -hmm. just tell it smells (laughs) like sewers.
0: There's also something extremely compelling and dark about that idea of, like, this extremely repressed genteel society under which... Like, just under the surface was this incredibly depraved, uh, filthy, uh, all this hypocrisy that was going on. And yeah. It's right. like, yes, so you know, all, all, all the, the upper classes are very, you know, r- refined and proper, but then, you know, they go slumming in Whitechapel and uh, can fuck anyone for a nickel, whatever. Yes. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah so that there's my historical setting for you. Victorian mm. England.
0: Yeah. So, what historical setting would you like to see a horror game set in? Let us know. Go to vidgigameapocalypse.com. Answer under the comments for episode 391. Alternately, you can go to the official Lasertime community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will pick the best answers to read next week. Anyway, that has been our show. Let's go out some plugs. Uh, Jeremy, as the guest, is there anything that you would like to draw people's attention to? Yes, I am between
3: delicious TV on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, um, all of the things. I do occasional Twitch streams and. Um, But primarily YouTube, so check me out. Tweakalicious TV.
0: How are you spelling Tweakalicious? Mm.
3: T-W-E-A-K-A-L-I-C-I-O-U-S. Tweakalicious.
1: Tweakalicious.
3: Used in a sentence, it's time to get Tweakalicious. (laughs) And Jeremy's
1: one-third of Sick of Star Wars, the show we do over on Patreon. And uh, I couldn't be having more fun with that. And a new episode is coming as soon as I can put it together. Um, it's almost Empire Strikes back time people, and
0: I feel like I asked this already, but are you sick of Star Wars yet after doing all these podcasts? I can't spoil it, but like I was
1: mm-hmm. and then it just if you see any criticism that says anything tarnishes the old Star Wars legacy and like it doesn't mm. watch no, watch the doesn't. old
0: ewoks cartoon and then tell me if that tarnishes the Star Wars legacy.
1: Where the E, 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 E walks. I don't know. I'm with Kanye. The prequels are better. Great. He should be president.
2: Please don't say this week I'm with Kanye about anything. No. Yeah, I know. I know.
1: New laser time this week. Uh, last Spooptober episode. Um, the worst of Stephen King. I could have written the worst of Stephen King adaptations, but I wanted to make it look more cool. Mm. um stephen king does not write the movies that get made about his work nope so it's technically not his fault but i didn't bother to point that out but he does so sometimes
0: appear in them
1: he does he does sometimes <laughs> appear in them uh mostly the good ones creep show and maximum overdrive i don't care what the critics say but we're trying to distill what are the best and worst of stephen king according to box office youtube uh not necessarily Metacritic, but Metacritic-like scores. Mm. Uh, what's been re-evaluated as good or bad? Mm. And uh, I think we came up with a pretty decent list of the best and worst Stephen King. It's a two-parter, and it's totally worth your time, even if you think you don't like horror, or if you don't like Stephen King, because you a lot of people don't know how many movies Stephen King actually wrote. You don't know that he wrote Running Man. Yeah, or, even uh, I didn't know that. How little he wrote of Lawnmower Man. Yeah. Um, wrote a story about a lawnmower that kills a guy in his dreams and a bad VR movie licensed it because they thought it would help them sell it a it little It
0: wasn't better. even in his dreams. It was that the, the lawnmower man is like a guy who yeah. comes to mow a lawn and then he turns out to be like a satyr and he runs around naked on the lawn eating it. And then he sends yes. the, telekinetically sends the lawnmower chasing after the guy after he's like, I'm going to call the cops. Because New Line had a, had a
1: movie that was kind of a problem and um, realized they could, yeah, we can afford the rights to this story. Say it's a Stephen King thing and help the box office on one of the weirdest 90s movies I've ever seen.
2: It is very strange,
1: that movie. Yeah. It is. And if you like video games, it's it has a lot of video games. Yeah. Lawnmower Man.
2: So if you like video games, you should follow me on Twitch. I am Matty C. Allen. That's M-A-T-T-Y-C-A-L-L-E-N. And if you like movies, tune in every Monday for the Monday Night Movie. We have carried on the tradition. Chris joined me alongside Greg Moore, Sammy, and Sonia Ballantyne from Life in the Poolhouse. House. Uh, this week we all watched uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That was a fucking great time. What a way to, to close out Spooptober Month. Uh, that movie is amazing. Uh, and as Chris has said before, an amazing theme song. So that is every Monday. We start around 7.30, between 7.30 and 8 Pacific. Uh, so join us live and chat along. And then check me out streaming games on Tuesdays and Fridays. That's Maddie C. Allen. I'm also there on Twitter. And then I'm going to get back on the political soapbox because this is the last episode of VGA before Election Tuesday. vote. If you're listening to us now, please don't mail in your ballot. If you want to ensure your vote gets counted, this is the time. Probably go drop it off in uh, an official ballot box.
0: Make sure it's official, not one of the ones set up by the GOP.
2: Or, or, (laughs) you know, I know with COVID and stuff, just safely do so, but maybe go vote in person on election day if you have to to ensure your vote gets counted because the republican party there's an expose in new york times they have they're doing everything they can to make sure that people can't get votes in late
1: after election day i'm Mm -hmm. sorry i'm gonna say it to invalidate as many legitimate votes as possible because they believe in minority rule and not a democracy no they're unpopular and have made no effort to be more popular with young people, minorities, women, and progressives. Voter and suppression is a, a tactic
2: of the GOP at this point, especially in this election. We've seen it with everything having to do with messing around with the post office. So all that being said, please, if you want to ensure your vote gets counted, it's probably safest to go drop it off, at an official ballot box, or vote in person on election day. And vote, please vote vote, participate in the process, because guess what? If you don't do this, you don't get to bitch for the next four years about what's going on, uh, because you didn't participate. Mm. So, it, it, if you like bitching like we do, and complaining, uh, at least vote, and then you can you have the right to do so. And, so and to
0: everyone saying, well, both parties are still just the same, uh, you may have a point. However, uh, one of the nope. parties nope. currently... Head- I, 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 shut up! <laughs> both, one of the parties is currently headed by a fucking narcissistic fascist So if you don't want to live under that for another four years, at least go to the polls and fucking vote.
1: Yes. And maybe don't think about yourself. Maybe think about the people who won't be fine under Mm. another four years of this. Um, Yeah. I I keep writing at places. No matter how mad you are at Joe Biden Mm -hmm. socialist America, you already lived under a Joe Biden regime. And if you don't sell coffins, masks, or hand sanitizer there's almost no way you're yeah. doing better now than you were four years and if you ago, think you're being cool with worse. your
2: fucking protest non-vote um hi i'd like to introduce you to the last three supreme court justices that trump was mm-hmm. able to add to the court with lifetime appointments because of the last time people did protest votes so just keep that in mind and yep. yeah this you're, this you're not marrying this candidate this is a fucking mm-hmm. four-year commitment
1: right Mm-hmm. And, and likely with Joe Biden, another two- to three-year commitment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, if you like Joe Biden, there's a high likelihood of President Kamala Harris in our Kamala lifetime. seems
1: fun. <laughs> Kamala seems fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, fine. You were good pretty, um yeah. uh, Anyway, to the three people listening
1: still, uh, you can uh, follow us on... I wasn't done with my plugs oh. before Matt got in with your oh, whole uh, civic oh, duty Oh, All right, thing. all right. Oh, guess, <laughs> go ahead, please. <laughs> Oh, was there something more important than me telling people about Patreon? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing? That's it? Uh, no, I, was, I just wanted to plug because so- so, uh, Sonia Ballantyne is on there. We're, she, we're talking more Stephen King, more Canadian stuff, a Kids in the Hall surprise that is exclusive to that show. Ooh. And that you can only get on Patreon.com slash LazerTime and uh, new 302010 games as well. Um, cool. Now and we'll have to do that soon Because we yep. were way behind yep. I was way behind, not anybody else That's all my fault Thanks. But uh, the world sucks And we're doing our best to fix it And things are getting a little weird over here And I'm doing my best to volunteer Towards other efforts right now So hopefully our listeners can understand that As cryptic as I am <laughs> peeing I'll tell you about it on Bonus Time The exclusive weekly bonus show Patreon.com slash time. Michael shut this fucker down. Uh,
0: As always, you can visit us online at VigigameApocalypse.com, Follow us on Twitter at vgapocalypse, or follow me personally at wikiparas, where I will occasionally tweet amusing things That has been our show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We will see you next week.
1: Ten minutes of unusable gold here.
4: Excellent.